Welcome, guys, to the MMOs.com podcast. Uh, this is Altai here with episode 63, and I am joined by... Omer. Gumble. Matt. And that's it. <laughs> oh, that's Gumble. it. Yeah, I forgot to change the overlay, Omer. I don't know if you gave me a new one, but Shirelia is here with us in spirit. On the bottom she right here. She is here with us in spirit. She was here for a while, then she had to go cook, so we, we lost her. However, uh, Gumby's back from his adventures. I'm at- back. Did you go to a, like a music? Thing? I was at Madison Square Garden. I saw Radiohead. I saw Radiohead play, and I also watched a bunch of people play Pokemon Go around me. It was a good show. Good so show. So you went? You went to MSG? I went to MSG. I love MSG. I put did all my did, all my food. Did you get that sodium up there? Oh yeah, and they sell beer with a straw, which is pretty funny. So uh, it was a good time. All right. a question. But I I missed the podcast. You did. How's the Pokemon Go hype IRL? Like, are people still playing, walking around playing it? Uh, this week I don't know because there's been a lot of hate, which we can maybe get into in a bit. But uh, from when, from one week ago, as I looked around Madison Square Garden, people everywhere. Uh, New York City is um, quite a hub for Pokemon Go. People are really playing it. Any in any direction you look, you'll see at least one person. So uh, it was still hyped a week ago. We'll see how it fares in the coming weeks because right now players are not happy. But before we get into that, yes, it's time for the weekly raid and i'm back to deliver the raid deliver uh, us this, this week i'm going to deliver you into i'm going to deliver you from evil and into steam uh, in an article by pc gamer uh, co-founder of epic games who's tim sweeney if you know who epic games are they're currently responsible for paragon and they also developed the unreal engine uh, he is quoted as being very unhappy with Windows, he worries that future Windows updates will make Steam less compatible. Uh, he believes that Microsoft's trying to erode Steam's power, its monopoly, if you will, as a digital distribution service. So I'm curious if any platform will ever replace Steam. Steam is pretty integrated. I think most people in chat and ourselves all use Steam almost religiously. We always talk about how games should just be on Steam, <clears throat> Hero Wars. I don't know what they're doing, go on Steam. Uh, but is it too much? Do they have too much power? Because you play Origin, Nexon, Launcher, I mean, they can only put out their own titles, but they don't have the same draw that Steam does. And I, I don't think anything will ever replace it. And I'm not sure if anything ever should. Should we just let Steam be the distribution service and kind of give them all of that, give them all that <laughs> power that they have? And I'm asking you guys in the groups, mm. I, I really don't know. No, my answer is no. Go ahead. One hundred percent no. I hate their client. It's clunky as fuck. It freezes all the time. The client is clunky. It freezes all the time. Really? Yeah. I never froze for me. It uh has so many loading issues with the fucking browser. It's awful. And I load it up in like Chrome or something, and it automatically loads up like perfectly fine. You know, like the store browser. I have pages that just sit there loading infinitely all the time. Um, it's crashed before. Wow. Uh, everything is really poorly organized. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, let him finish. Let him finish. Right, Go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Anything else to uh, insult Steam with? <laughs> and just like, I don't know. It's still DRM. Like, people don't seem to get that. It's still DRM. That's true. It is DRM. I, I like how Steam can get, a, get away with that, but nobody else can. That's true. <laughs> Matt, Matt, are you out of mud to sling? Is the, is the sack of mud empty now? <laughs> I will agree with oh, him. Yeah. The interface is so okay, dated so and shitty. The in-game interface, the overlay, does not work with a significant portion of the games that are on Steam. I feel like that should be a requirement. That's it true. It should work. It's true. 
feel like there's that big picture mode too. When I click on that, I feel like it's an accident. Like fuck, I didn't mean oh, to click I on this. <sighs> who, who hates that shit? I hate that shit. I get it. I get why they did it. They were trying, but I hate that. So here's the thing, though. Um, uh, FG3000 makes a good point. He said the alternative is having six services on your computer to have, you know, a million different yeah. services from all these different game companies. But well, I remember a day before Steam was really popular, and you would install games, and you would just, you know, launch them the normal way. You you would purchase them and then just have a client on your computer and, um, and launch them. And I could see a free service that doesn't sell the games themselves or take a cut that just organizes it for you. It seems a lot easier because Steam's main, the reason why Steam exists is because Valve makes a good penny off of um, commissions from games sold to their platform. What is it, 30%? 30%. That's a 30 huge of all sales. They make a lot of money. That's why they, they take their time developing games. They don't need to make games no. to, to fill their account. I want to I wanna jump in on the importance of Steam to a degree. Go ahead. Because the biggest convenience for Steam for me is just managing all these accounts. You know, especially when you play an MO. We played Hero Wars last week, and just I have to go to COG Games and make a goddamn COG Games account. I need an area games account. Like, why? I don't want to manage my area games account. What the fuck? I don't want to manage my uh, log in with OG Planet. Who's mashing yeah, the keyboard right now? Can you stop? Sorry, it was an accident. It was an accident. I'm sorry. And the problem, the problem with that too is you can say logging with Facebook and Twitter, but like a lot of us made our accounts on Area on all these sites before Facebook was a thing. Like Facebook integration was even a thing. So it's locked to my other account already. So I have like Remote three on Area. I got Remote seven on uh, this thing. It's just I have different usernames and passwords everywhere. It just it's a goddamn mess. And Steam well, makes it so much easier for MMOs. We have to log into something. Sometimes. I mean, a lot of them don't support it. And the, the other thing is, okay, so you have six services on your computer, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we had to do that when we played MMOs before MMOs were on Steam big time. Yeah. Because yeah, every single game had their own launcher that you had to use. So that's another service. It's just how it worked. And it sucked. We have it better today. You know, Being able to launch a game on Steam is so much easier. I played Trove the other day at Match Recommendation. I enjoyed it. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do a video. I mean, already more than a few hours in, but I'll do a first look video for it anyway. But the beauty was I just click on it and it just works and I'm playing. I don't want to install that goddamn Glyph launcher. Glyph? Who wants to install <laughs> Glyph? It's on Steam. I'll play it. I'm not going to install Glyph. All right. It's it's important, uh, just to point out how powerful Steam is, we've noticed a lot of games resurrected recently through Steam and it does help boost the player base, whether or not it lasts, you know, as a case-by-case -case basis. But, I mean, Steam is a powerhouse. You know, I, I don't see anything usurping it anytime soon. It is an extremely powerful tool for developers and publishers to reach a greater audience. And maybe maybe the industry does need that. You need a centralized place in order to get your game out there. Otherwise, it could just fall into the into the void. Yeah. I want to uh, I want to take right. a few shots at Steam now. All right. Please, please. It's good to take shots. More more structured, 20, so. more structured shots. More big picture shots, shall we say? Oh, all right. Of course. I got my silver my silver revolver ready. All right. I'm gonna time to slay the beast here. You'd be a badass. One, Steam really I think, is squandering their lead. All their new stuff, the trying, whether it's the controller, the the Steam box, you know, like the mm -hmm. their Linux OS, the Steam OS. These things are flopping. These are, yeah, these are, these are just dead fish <laughs> flopping around on the floor, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So they, have, they haven't really, they need to get ahead of Microsoft. And here's another problem people like Tim Sweeney don't seem to get. Why is he okay with Steam having this monopoly, but Microsoft, which makes the OS, not wanting, wanting it for themselves? It makes every logical sense in well, my he... mind for them to say, you know what, Micro, this is our OS, you got to go through our store. 
Uh, too bad. That's that's life. We're not gonna let you Expl- go. Explain explain what Team Sweeney said because okay, it's let's, based on to the be article. Clear that it wasn't just about Steam. Is he felt right from what he's talking about? He's about just third party support in general. He exactly. thinks Microsoft is trying to you know they're trying to get rid of third party programs, make everything centralized and to th- uh, through to, Windows. To explain that to what that means to people, uh, imagine <laughs> like on your phone today, right? Whether you have an Android or iOS, you have to go to the App Store, right? And you get everything mm-hmm. from there. Uh, and what Team Sweeney is afraid. Microsoft will do on desktop is basically you want to download a you want to download a software some accounting software you want to download a game you go you double click the icon on your desktop the Microsoft store you browse you know top charts whatever you click you install you play boom there's no room for other third party marketplaces whether it's Origin Steam or even like the for even for software and stuff I don't see what's wrong with that well, if 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 Steam can do it right why isn't Microsoft allowed to do it now if Steam doesn't like it they can make their own OS which you're, which you're trying right. And get people to install. They are trying, not exactly doing so, well. Are you are you okay with Microsoft doing it? Yeah. What? Why? Why is because it okay? Because Steam already does. Yeah, it. Steam does Steam it. No one's yelling at Steam. How is it any different? But, if Microsoft um, does it. Here, I, I agree with Erhan because it's like um. So I I don't necessarily want a centralized place in any sense of the way because or the word because um. Just having a monopoly on that is dangerous in and of itself, but. From a business standpoint, it makes no sense that Microsoft hasn't done that for Windows yet. Yeah. We should count our blessings that they haven't done it yet. You yes. know what I mean? And even from a moral but, standpoint, if Valve is allowed to do it, and, and we all love Valve for being a monopoly, why should Microsoft just stand there and let you know, Valve steal the them? There's a key difference. I'm not going to let you just ignore this. Hmm. One is on an OS level, an operating system level. The second is on a software level. People choose to use the third-party marketplace of Steam, when they're in competition with a few other people. If Microsoft flips the switch and makes it impossible to download software anywhere but the Microsoft Store, they literally eliminate competition. It's impossible to compete within the Windows OS. They have the right to do it, as Matt said, okay. and it's a great business decision. But as consumers, we get boned if that happens. I don't think, I don't think that's true. We don't get boned. I think, I think it's a net positive for consumers. Because, one, phones are so popular among casuals today and, and hardcore. Everyone uses a phone, right? And mm-hmm. one of the reasons you don't have to worry about spyware or anything I go when I open when I download something from like the Apple store or the Android store, I know it's gonna work when I click a button. But yes. You, but yes. software on PC is a landmine. It's like even when it's not like spyware, it's like sometimes it doesn't work, DLLs are missing, all this <coughs> bulk shit. Like it, so, some, sometimes even it's like energy on heroes. Steam, okay, Steam has no quality control anymore. Basically, if it gets greenlit for looking good. And it no nothing. They don't even ensure that it works. They have the refund policy now, so that they're not held liable, and that's about it. And the other thing is, okay, so if Microsoft had a store, they would ensure uptime all the time. But like, there are certain times of the year that Steam literally has more downtime than Pokemon Go. I mean, <laughs> it is ridiculous. And I mean, awesome. I can't access my games during that time because I can't log in to authenticate to go offline. But you can you play know? offline, can't you? Only if you authenticate it. Okay. I thought. I don't know. I haven't used offline mode in forever, but Altai makes a point where you can avoid spyware. However, I think gamers, which at least us, more sophisticated PC users, don't have the same issue with spyware that a lot of people do. Yes, there will be a net positive for all the casuals who end up getting spyware and all the other shit because they're running, they're on shady sites and they're running software that they shouldn't. But for, for the rest of us, it's a huge negative. Like one of the huge benefits of Windows in general, I mean, we don't get too off track with the tech discussion, but is the open platform. You can just download anything and it just works. Yeah, the open platform where you can choose to use Steam or play only about 10% of games. Yeah. Uh, see, people want platforms. Platforms are the future. And in lieu of Microsoft establishing its own platform, uh, Valve kind of just, you know, 
plopped themselves right in the middle there and took it from me. And they're doing a shitty job yeah. at it, if you ask me. Because, like, I, I'm pretty sure sometime last year there actually was a spyware um, app that got through on Steam. It happens. I mean, spyware gets through, like, on ad networks. So when you're browsing a site and it pop up, like, like a regular bandwagon shows, it happens. Also, it happens with Google. It happens. It does. There's some, there's some minor kind of Trojan y stuff with Android. But here's the issue, bigger issue. You guys think this will kill Steam. I think competition is good. If Microsoft does this, right, Steam has every incentive to then really take the Steam OS seriously, right, and, and actually do it well, or try at least. So, yeah. and then we might actually get to finally get the Linux desktop that techies have been, you know, praying for for 20 years. <laughs> but you know, you but know, the techies will go there, but everyone else will be stuck on the Windows platform because that's entrenched. So it's well, good. it's possible. That's, that's a win-win. Uh, you know, the pressures of the market will, but, you would hope, create an accessible desktop or phones. an accessible OS through Linux. Phones, guys. These are, these babies are popping. So closed platform is good for th these people, the casuals. And for us, we can just go get Linux, uh, Steam OS. Everyone's happy. You know, there's no losers. <laughs> I think any final loser. thoughts? I, I just think if we have a window, on a Windows OS level restriction on like apps and you have to run through the Windows Store, it will destroy Steam, which is a casualty. But the beauty of Steam is it competes voluntarily, whereas you're forced to use the apps, the, the Windows App Store if it's on OS level. And I think it's going to be a net negative. You're not forced. For... Don't use force. You're not use... No one's forcing you to use Microsoft or Windows. Yes, no one's forcing me to use Windows. You're right. But it's, <clears throat> it has an entrenched market position. I'm inclined yeah. to agree with Omer, but I don't. I would need. I need to ruminate. I don't really actually know. Right why? Yet, why, so. why do you want to lose think, your choice right I now? Think, you have a choice. Why lose it? I think. Choice Omer, is bad. I think you're personally. I think your position is a bit pedantic. Like, Damn. Yeah, SATs. Like, Somebody study for the SATs. Busting out the SAT words, boys. Right now, a new band word, pedantic. Right, right now, you're you're not um, forced to use Steam, but you're forced to use Steam. If you're a gamer, you are basically forced to use Steam That's without being forced. You know, yeah, it's true. So your your opinion on it is putting a pedantic difference between ah! whether or not Windows or Valve puts that restriction on you. That's a good but, way. Uh, that's a good final thought. Okay, that's, that's a good final that's a good thought. Final thought. I, I like that. Um, so we should move on to what we have been playing. We can continue that discussion in the post game if our passions rise. If we start to get pedantic again, uh, what have <laughs> we been playing first. this past week? I'll I think take we, it. all four of us played Hero Wars on Sunday, and uh, it, it oh, Hero Wars always leaves a great taste in my mouth, a great aftertaste. Yeah. I, I really enjoy that game. I think it's a. Someone asked earlier about ARPGs, and we won't go into a full blown discussion. But if you're looking for a free to play action RPG with a Eastern aesthetic. That cuts out all the bullshit and is all about combat. I recommend Hero Wars. It's definitely definitely <laughs> worth checking out. All right, um, I'm not as generous here. Of um, course not. Go ahead, bring the pessimism on. Right. Here. The video, by the way. Pessimism time. Pessimism time. You guys ready? <laughs> oh, as Aaron says, realism. Go ahead. Realism, baby. All right, here we go. Hero Wars is the opiate of the MMO masses. All right. This game. This is wrong with opium. Kidding. Opium is fine. This game, right? I literally played it at 10% mental capacity. Maximum. And, and that includes my discussion with you guys while we were playing. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. What's wrong with that? It's literally like the... It's like the cookie clicker of MMOs. Like, it's not... It's a step up from cookie clicker. Let's not... Let's it's a very, not it's make, a very small step up from cookie clicker. It's not a... It's a... It's a you need to use... You need to, it's like when you take two steps up one stair. It's one of those. Right. It, it was charming. It was cute. The, I love the Korean uh, audio. I don't... And actually, yes. I actually wrote down in my notebook here. Uh, game companies are wasting money on dubs. 
especially uh, porting Asian games. That's a different conversation. Okay, yeah, sure. So I love the Korean. I love the music. I love like the little cinematics, uh, the character designs, the NPC designs were all lovely. But the gameplay itself, while smooth and fast, whatever, just felt 10%. 10%? Wow. I thought it was pretty fun. I had fun playing it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it was yeah. as pushover easy as you're making it the sound, because if you didn't give at least a certain amount of attention, you would die. Um, and the game does kind of force you to pay attention if you want to compete DPS-wise. I think small things make it engaging while at the same time allowing you to just bullshit. I think it's the perfect game to play with friends and bullshit. I think it's a good way to put it, like bullshit out of 10. Let's not forget, Altai was always bottom damage charts, all right? Probably because of his class. Probably because of his class. Yeah, so I'm going to give me support anyway. Uh, obviously, you know, like without trying, my class has more damage still. But I think it's worth mentioning that for a lot of games, whether it's Hero Wars or even World of Warcraft, what makes the game fun isn't really the game. I I I'm ready to say that over 50% of the enjoyment in an MRPG for most people ends up being the people they play with. Because I... I asked my friend my Tubby to play Overwatch with me earlier yesterday. He's like, no, I'm a WoW player now. I'm playing WoW, right? And he's, a, he's, he's one of my friends. He plays a lot of games. He played, like, when, when Black Desert Online came out, he played nonstop for, like, two months. He's, he literally played all day, every day. And he ended up selling his account for, like, a thousand bucks. I mean, he still spent way too much time on it to, get, to make it worth Damn. it. But regardless, he's, he's playing, playing WoW now. Works a month. And he said to me, uh, I'm playing WoW. And I'm like, dude, WoW sucks right now. Why do you want to play this? And he's like, uh, the, game, the game is shit. I'm playing because my friends are playing it and we're having fun. And I think we had that same kind of enjoyment in Hero Wars. We played it. Like, I don't know if I'd log in and just play the game by no, myself. It's not point. one of those games. Mm -hmm. Like, I could play Blade and Soul by myself entirely and just in my own zone being quiet, just playing. But I don't think I could play Hero Wars that way. But it's still fun. I, I enjoyed myself. The combat was fluid. The levels are, like, bite-sized. It doesn't even take you that long to beat a level. So yeah. you just hop on, you play, and you enjoy it. That's what it is to me. Yeah. What else have we been playing? No, oh, Matt, no, you have any Matt. thoughts on Hero Wars? Yeah, I just was going to say, all I remember is that, wow, it's been three hours? Holy shit. Yeah, yeah well, the time went by really quick. Time did go fast. Again, I know I was trying. I was just trying to point out some observations. I did enjoy my time with it, mainly because sure. I was You're playing right, with though. you guys. You know, so. And yeah. uh, as far as other stuff I've been playing, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV this week, and I have not gotten that far because I have spent a lot of time on that Yokai Watch event. I have... Mm -hmm. Seven out of the thirteen yokai right now, and I got my uh, yokai weapon for the advanced class that I'm going to be doing. But uh, I finally did some of the dungeons last night with Taliathe from Discord and Cat. Oh. And um, I don't know. I really like the aesthetics, right? They're themed really well, and they look great. And I mean, it's it's a really really nice visual experience. But the dungeons at the beginning were not very entertaining. I I mean, it's just. You kind of just kind of walk through them. I'd sit there. I was tanked. So basically all I'd do is pull things repeatedly, mm -hmm. stand there, do my like two-button combo, and then let everybody else do the complex stuff. And it just like there was no risk of me dying at all at the beginning. So, I mean, like at one point, Taliathe goes, oh, I wasn't even healing you for this point. And I'm like, wait, really? That's how easy <laughs> it is right now? I hear it gets more difficult, but like, it's it's not a good first impression beyond the visuals. The visuals are really nice, but I had more fun with the fates than I did with the dungeons. Now that you mentioned Final Fantasy uh, 15, uh, four, 14, 14. I, I hate Roman numerals. Easy. Uh, all right. I, I got to mention the bit of news earlier. I, I actually want to play Final Fantasy 14. It's a game that for some reason I never got around to playing. So Matt, just tell me what server you're on later on Discord. So when I get it, we can play on the same server. But uh, they actually released some data 
earlier last month, which we forgot to mention. But it's the most bullshit data I've ever heard. They said very specifically that they got 6 million cumulative users globally. What does that mean? 6 million cumulative players globally. And that means that that's like the number of people that ever played the game. Like you yeah, it's, the it's game once. Played. It counts you. Like, sales. Like is it that counts the most, yeah. Is that the most nonsensical number ever? Like, who, who pulls that number out of their ass to use it? It says it excludes free-to-play users, though. It doesn't include... It excludes free trial users. So at least in that regards, it's not, like, the, counting too many people. But I still think it probably is the second most um, revenue-generating subscription-based MRPG. Well, absolutely. I mean, there's not... It's not exactly... It doesn't exactly have tons of competition, right? Uh, so... It, WoW is literally the only competition. And EVE... Yeah. Online, so do you see yourself? Do you see yourself playing FF14 over the new expansion for a while? Honestly, yes. Okay, that's fair. Just was curious. I, my friends, again, they're all playing WoW. If, if I go, even right now, if I go on Battle.net, and I look at my friends, like five people, six people playing WoW, and I'm like, holy crap! Everything. Like, I know Altai mentioned this earlier. Like, he said everyone was going back to WoW. I didn't believe him entirely, but now I believe him. <laughs> WoW yes, has this uh... weird pull over people. Like, it's amazing. People that I know, I talk to all like, wow, sucks. I'm never playing that again, right? Literally, so many of my friends said, wow, sucks. I'm done with that game. They ruined it, right? Uh, and they all play on the vanilla server and they loved it, right? Like, oh, retail, wow, sucks. They're all back to wow. They're crawling yeah. back. Well, How is this possible? Here's my goal. My goal is to hit max level in both games by the time Legion comes out. Play Legion. And then play just enough wow to maintain my subscription for Endgame Gold. Yeah, that's that's fair. Good plan. Good plan. I see myself getting to max level, uh, maybe experiencing you know the, the easiest version of the raids with my free month with Legion, and probably canceling after that. That's that's my expectation. That's your goal. That's not my goal. It's my expectation. But here's your expectation. Like the thing is, you uh, you will get your expectation right. You buy WoW, you start level 100 with your boost. You will get through the content right, and then you will do all the LFR raids, and it'll be a cakewalk. You can't lose an LFR raid. You can't. It's hard to lose and it is to finish the raid because it's so easy. Yeah. You know, funny boys. Uh, I did LFR install WoW. I installed WoW. There right? it is. But I installed a vanilla server. <laughs> wow. I'm what playing vanilla, baby. Again. Gumby's uh, never given up vanilla. I, did I actually... Uh, I made my character. I did absolutely nothing beyond that because I got things to do. So, uh, do I actually play? I don't know. I have friends who are playing vanilla now because uh, other friends did all go back to Legion, like Omer was talking about. A lot mm -hmm. of people do go back and play. Uh, I just think it's too far removed from the WoW, I remember. It's been years, so... And most do change, Gumby. It's okay to change. Change is okay. I know, they do change. Um, I don't know. I just I don't feel drawn. Maybe, maybe if, if I feel enough social pressure... Right, if all if everyone in here was playing WoW and they're like, Gumball, you suck, go play WoW, I'd probably go play. But without enough pressure, I, I won't actually do it. So So, uh, so Gumby's saying if, you, if I get peer pressure, I'll do anything. <laughs> it's true, yeah. Peer pressure peer pressure is very powerful. Here, here's uh, you the deal, can guys. do anything. Guys, remember, yeah, yeah. It's, it's August second right now. Yeah. Expansion comes out August thirtieth, right? Yep. And so yep. many people are already back. Wait yep. wait till the like the weekend before or the week before. Most of people went back like the moment pre-patch came out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think it's an only build from here, honestly. Yeah, but um, I, I can definitely say I'm having more fun with Final Fantasy XIV right now. And I'm actually reading like everything in Final really? Fantasy XIV, which is rare for me. Yeah. So you told me the story was actually really good in Final Fantasy XIV. And given that I it's a great like game. It. Yeah? I, I mean, I played vanilla FF14. I got to the final raid mm -hmm. boss. 
I, I did not. I mean, the story was okay, but it wasn't. I never thought. I thought it was overhyped. It was just. It, it's Final Fantasy. It's it Final was Fantasy. Final Fantasy, but it was you know. It, I I hated the little NPC characters you dealt with, and that's probably a statement most people won't like. But uh, I love the game. I love the. Well, the you don't like Momadi? Card rates were awesome. What was that? You don't like Momadi and Papa no. Shone, the little no. I thought the, the, all those things were really annoying. And I, I except for the final dungeon, the final dungeon you do in the game as you hit max level, that was pretty cool. The boss was a pushover, but good game otherwise. Loved it. <laughs> what else have we been playing? I know uh, we'll bring it up now. We have all been playing Overwatch, I believe. Overwatch actually released a patch today. Um. It's the Olympic patch. They they promised oh. new skins and we got them, but they're all they're all um, Olympic themed. And I we don't have a video for that, but I'm gonna link some competitive Overwatch videos because they're pretty I got awesome. A, I, I got it. I got a video for it. What's cool about the new Overwatch patch, mm-hmm. if you guys haven't played it, is instead of the weekly brawl, there's a Lucio ball, which is a soccer match where two teams of three play Lucio, and you just try and get the ball into the other team's net, and it's pretty funny. I played it earlier today. I, I like that they're being a little more creative Wait, so with is, the brawls. So there's like a sports minigame now? Yeah, a little soccer minigame. It's like Rocket League, but with Lucio. Wow. <laughs> it's it's actually pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, there's also new loot boxes, but you have to pay money for them. You cannot buy them with in-game credits, which is kind of weak. It's the summer summer loot box, but it's all Olympics-themed um, okay. so stuff. That's worth, that's worth double-emphasizing, because it's actually very smart on Blizzard's end. You can't use currency to buy the new skins. You can yep. only get them in the loot box. Well, it's not just skins, keep it in mind. There's only three heroes yes. actually get skins from the... Creative, it's a Rocket League rip-up. Yeah, that's correct. But... Uh... <laughs> Um, so most of it is just tags, I guess, you know, poses and stuff, poses and crap like that. But yeah, got to pay money. All right. Now we, we got, we got to go around the table and give our ranks again. Cause this gives me a chance to boast. Cause I hit 66 and I've maintained it this last week. Still 51. Yeah. Gombi. Oh, 53. I went through a crap shoot of like 15 games and lost 13 ranks. And I'm now 45. Damn. So Matt placed in 58, right? And that, that's really good. And that then he really got good. destroyed by the RNG of teammates. Don't I could you go over it? that again, but I won't. <laughs> Matt is a little salty on that. My rule of thumb, and I think it probably it should be heated, is if you lose three games in a row, just take a break. I mean, just yes. you'll do better on your own too. Because even if you don't acknowledge it, you are kind of mentally tilting. That goes for League, Overwatch, and I always take a break after three losses. Yeah, my... one bad loss and I'm done. I ult that for it. Just you know? one game? Like if I, so if I do, a, if I play a, a really great game, and a really bad game, I may go one more, and depending on how I finish. But I, I never play more than three or four games at a time. I always give myself that break. Yeah, uh, because because I, I notice if you keep going, and you know if you have a horrible game, the next game, you may not turn around because you're kind of defeated. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of like give up and I take a break. I play some Slither. Slither, <laughs> best game. NA. Well, there is the best. Oh, no, time. no. See, I was determined. I wanted to get at least one rank pack, but it just kept falling and falling. Yeah, and as soon know. as I hit that even 45 after like I had given up, kind of, I was like, it's done. No, I mean, even as in. Like, I know, I know. Five. It's a nice random number. But I think this, this can actually transition us pretty well to a topic of toxicity in online games, as well as, you know, games like Overwatch and even MOBAs and even MMORPGs. So I guess I'll, I'll let Gumby lead with it. Oh, I wasn't here, so you got to take it. I wasn't sure. Oh, well, I think toxicity is an issue we all run into, whether we're playing... Uh, it, it applies more in games like uh, League and Overwatch, any competitive game. It, 
it happens in MMORPGs as well, but a little bit rarer because you don't have that same kind of competitive spirit, so it's hard to get frustrated. But you will see people like it, it, when it, when it comes to MMORPGs, it's more like trolling. For example, like the Leroy Jenkins thing, the guy just runs in and pulls everything. And you used to see that in requests a lot, where people would just pull an entire dungeon and like it would be called training. You aggro everything and run to the beginning of the zone, and all the monsters would follow you and aggro everybody else over there. It's like the most awful thing to do because you got all the new players killed. But I think I think we we've, we've run into our fair share of toxic players in Overwatch recently. Uh, any, any, any anyone got any good examples? Well, I have a theory about toxicity in general. Uh, you said it's not a big deal anymore. It doesn't happen in MRPGs. I think it's false. I think the one of the great things about MRPGs is it gives you an outlet to creatively uh, use like your anger right towards other players. Uh, whether it's you know in a PvP game, getting your friends to like you know kill his friends and him, you know gank him over and over mm -hmm. again. Whether it's you know a guild war declaring war on him, uh, whether it's uh, scamming him like an Eve Online or something, you know infiltrating his corp and just ruining everything for him. So mm -hmm. these are game emergent gameplay elements that are driven by toxicity, right? But they kind of but they kind of add to the game, right? That's a good point. They, actually, they create, conflict is good. See the problem with games like uh, like League of Legends or whatever or. Overwatch is Overwatch. Did you can't eliminate conflict because the whole conflict is a plus. The fact that it's human nature. The fact that so many people are so emotionally invested in Overwatch or League of Legends, where they will literally waste forty minutes of their time to like ruin the game for their teammates, right? Like, you need to you need to harness that energy. You, you don't you can't try to eliminate that energy. That's that's a huge plus if 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 a, if a game designer can find out how to mold it and and you know shape it. You know, to add to the game rather than just try to eliminate it because you can't eliminate it because that's just but player. In, but in, but in a, oh, you make a great point for being able to harness that energy when MRPGs with Guild Wars, PKing, ganking, scamming. Those are actually like they're little, they're negative things kind of, but like they're part of the game. People are used to it, and it's a cool way to you know, channel your energy in a creative way that way. But if you design a MOBA or like a team shooter, how do you how do you get around that? Like, is there a solution? I'm not a game designer. It's up to them. I that's really true. don't think uh, what Erhan, what you're bringing up. I don't think that's toxicity at all because. <laughs> So say like a scam Ultima online with some keys in a treasure chest and you kind of trick somebody and you take their gold or something, That's and it's within the game's parameters, right? So that's a means to an end. When I think of toxicity, I think of uh, shitty behavior as an end to itself. So you engage in some type of shitty behavior and, it's, and the end goal of that shitty behavior is just the behavior. So if we're playing Overwatch, it's somebody who is annoyed that the comp is what he wants it to be, and so they don't participate in the game at all. They just kind of sit in base to spite the rest of the team and to just kind of, just for that sake. So I think but, toxicity is more about, uh, it's more about shitty behaviors for their own sake. You got that in MMORPGs too. What, what about in WoW? I don't know. In MMORPGs, yeah, yeah, I agree, but I don't think what you said about Eve Online sure, is... No, no. It does. Imagine following somebody around that's literally nothing to you. Like you have so much wealth or you just pissed you off. You keep blowing them up over and over again. For like an hour, or in WoW, camping someone's body who's like level 20, 50 levels lower than you, so there's nothing to gain by killing him. Like that, that happens. I remember people camping me, right? Like, true. Like I remember killing someone, and you go, I'm gonna log on my alt and just camp you, like follow you around for like all day, and I did for a while. I, I you know so, until I recalled out or something. I I'm a, I worry that calling that toxicity kind of takes. It away is toxicity. I, hold on, the guy me, logged off into his mate. Hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. Well, that's not. I, I I think there's another word for that because when I think of toxicity, I'm looking at. So I think what this came from was a Reddit post about our MMORPG as a community, just talking about how the sub is toxic, which it's been accused of in the past. And the comments here, I think, are what I would mm -hmm. see as toxic, with someone saying this is pay to win trash or another garbage free to play. Fuck that. And these are just like, um, it's just. 
categorical dismissals without any evidence. Whereas what we're talking about in these specific game instances are behaviors within the rules of the game. While I think toxicity is about the psychology of a person and how they um, relate to others. You know, am I drawing a line there? I'm not sure if I'm being sure, clear. Sure, but 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 I think my my thing about emotional investment still applies. Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's so much worse for me for in a, when I'm playing a game to blank out and say I don't care. But if it gets me to the point where I'm, I'm genuinely fr- like I want, I'm about to be toxic or whatever, yell or 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 whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. That means that game for however however it did it, it really engaged with me at an True. emotional level. So it's up to the game designer at that point, right, to harness that. Because uh, so many games are probably begging for that kind of emotional attachment. Because the worst thing, like, like I said, is I give no shits and I just passive engagement, yeah, right. like so, Hero Wars. <laughs> I know, for example, uh, I know Altai is actually takes no, you know, is totally okay with this. But she was saying earlier in the pregame that she got so frustrated at one point that she literally just threw the game on purpose. A twenty-minute game, the entire time she just threw it on purpose because her teammates are being rude as fuck. Mm-hmm. Is that ever justified? You guys, what do you guys think? Well, that proves she no. that she's engaged with the game. Would she do that in like Alliance of Alien Arms? No, she wouldn't even play it because it's garbage, right? But so the fact that she was I, that's a good game. A, I think that's a different issue though that, that you're that engaged with the game and not being able to deal with your own like emotions that are running high. You should never like sit there and intentionally throw a game and like ruin it for other people. Well, I I don't think you should throw the game in any circumstance. That's my my personal stance so I, I would say that behavior what she did was kind of douchey even though it's a response to her teammates being toxic as well no i, I think it's a great thing that she did that it, it's like uh, okay so say say you're playing like a dungeon or a raid in an mmo and mm-hmm. that those these are purely cooperative affairs most of the time and you don't like that one of the mages keeps stealing aggro and you're the tank right so instead you just don't tank and you let the mages tank because they want to take the aggro and you just throw it and let everyone die basically mm-hmm. you're literally just ruining it for someone else that doesn't do anything for anyone it does except it, it give you a narrative. sense of self-satisfaction no, it creates a narrative oh remember that except they don't that have tank, a tank who, like, anymore so right. they're gonna die for sure but you will remember that scenario over the more bland but successful raids see Maybe, oh, within, within the context also of rpgs just right you're, you're you're just ruining it for everyone else though you're, you're literally just being a dick for the sake of being a dick but, but the whole point of virtual worlds and and, and and multiplayer and social interaction online in these virtual realms is the world is not all sunshine and rainbows right in the real world some of our best memories when by best i mean like the ones we remember the ones we identify with the ones that shape us are negative emotions and, and experiences so but that doesn't mean that you should do that that doesn't mean that it's okay to do, it's, do that. No, but it's like saying humans shouldn't shit. Like we do. It's not clean. It's not. It's dirty, but we do it. You know. Like it's just part of who we are. That's different. That it's is completely com- different. It's not. That is no. a human nature function. will create conflict. No, humans steal. Even... Humans cheat. Humans lie. Okay, but there's a difference between creating conflict and being an asshole and ruining it for everyone else. But people are assholes. That's in real the world. Life. People happens. are assholes in real life. Yeah. I also think that whether we acknowledge it or not, we are, we ourselves are assholes at some points. I think yes. I'm pretty good online and. Like, I know Altai is worse than I am online. He throws games way more easily. But I think I'm generally pretty good where I'm a reasonable, I don't like throwing games, I'm concerned about the well-being of the people I play with, even if they're just strange. Like, I want them to have a good time, and I'm a positive guy, right? But sometimes I will have games where, like, I get frustrated. 
I mean, it's not always that game that gets me frustrated. It could be the game before it that build up on it. And then I might get triggered where one guy says something that bothers me a lot. And I'll just be like, I'll just start trolling him. Like, it, it, I don't think you should do that, though. Like, I, I, I see that as a problem, but I don't think you can eliminate that. Yeah, I don't think exactly. there's, a, there's a creative way to eliminate it's that. It's part of our humanity, and it, it shows me that the world is alive. Like, if if Overwatch, no one said anything negative, everyone just played, it, that'd be no different than playing with bots at that point. What no, makes what makes it engaging is the fact that I'm playing with people, and people are imperfect. They're going to have bad games. Why'd you jump off, you idiot? You just fell and died. Like, you just cost us the point. Oh, why didn't you touch the point? You were standing there. Oops, I didn't see it. I wasn't looking, you idiot. Oh, you're an idiot. Like, this is, if, if we don't have this, we might as well just be playing with bots. Okay, I, I don't think I'd ever I admit this before, but I do think that negativity does add some value to the game. I, I didn't think I would say that because I don't see any value in that kind of behavior in a game like League. But in Overwatch, rarely do I see a game thrown. People will, uh, the the temp, temp, temperatures will run high. You know, people will get people get mad. They get you know emotionally invested. But they 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 really just resort to being mean and saying mean things on the mic, right? But rarely does it end up throwing the game. It's only I think when you throw the game, you're just being an, like at that point. That is the asshole maneuver. Everything else up until that point is okay. Sorry, I just got DC'd from my network. Like, what uh -oh. the fuck? Make sure you turn your cam back on. We have a chance. Hmm. Um, All right, but but uh, I'll How do you do? You, should you address? Should you discourage that behavior though, as a as a okay. game company? So a like few League points here. Banning people. Uh, somebody in chat said, uh, "I don't think the gaming experience can only be validated by bad behavior." You're right. It cannot only be validated by bad behavior. Just as important is the good behavior. Wow, that was a great play. Add me some time. Let's play another round together as a team. You know, someone I just met in a pub. Yeah, that's just as important. I'm not. So I'm not saying only the bad behavior defines human humanity. The good behavior defines it too. But without both, right, we lose humanity. We lose the point of these online interactions. We lose the point of trying to connect with the world through these games. Uh, so very key. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. We hear you. Okay, the, sorry. The cams are completely foobarred right now, by the I way. I got DC'd right. from my network, sorry. Okay. Like my, my no internet problem. connection, like the router, it just threw me. All right, don't worry. You just get it worked out. Uh, NetNet just said, so unless she talks dirty to you, she's just a sex doll all the time. But no, you did address <laughs> that. You did just address that by saying it's a positive experiences that matter as well. Exactly. And I think even though we get frustrated in League and Overwatch and stuff, I know I've had some negative experiences in Overwatch too, but I think I've had quite a few positive experiences where I, I, I ended up adding like six, seven people that I met in games, and they're just really friendly. So, Like imagine every, you guys in here and everyone in chat, just close your eyes or don't close your eyes, but think about this. Uh, mm -hmm. When you're with your friends that you play with, one of the recurring conversational points is, "Oh, remember that game with that with that like 12 year old autist guy who was just yelling in mic and squealing and, and crying the whole time? Ha ha ha! What an idiot, right? We we remember those interesting, negative and positive behaviors. Like it's so important to, to just the context and narrative of our experience. Okay, so I have to say this: somebody just said pretty toxic action, Matt, leaving the podcast like that. <laughs> 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 I had to say it. I had to say it. But in MMORPGs, toxicity doesn't happen as much. You have people that that get a party wiped and stuff. But why is it that is it is it just is there less friction points in MMORPGs? No, no. MMORPGs give you an outlet to create to positively use your anger and frustration. You know, you can say, "Oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get stronger than this guy that killed me." You know, I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna join his guild and get him kicked out. You know, by or being an officer or something. I'm there's there's or I'm gonna get my friends to you know kill his friends. This or I'm just gonna trash talk him in town to his friends. Okay, you know? what what you're saying is completely different from toxicity though. It's like it's not. It, it toxicity is basically 
what I consider to be is assholishness without a means to an end. But here's the like, problem. So getting someone kicked out of a guild so that you can take their spot is not really toxicity. It's just part of it. You know, like, it's but, part but, of the social interaction. Exactly, because it, it exists. But let's say an Overwatch. But if you're just, okay, but if you're just sitting outside, it's like a max level camping somebody in a, like, noob zone. Okay. Mm -hmm. you're, you're literally just being an asshole. It, it's not a means to anything. You're not getting anything out of it. They're not getting anything out of it. You're just chuckling at it. It's like, but, but all it's, those it's newbies, nothing. But all those newbies will remember that. Hey, remember when we started playing? and like, Yeah, you know, they'll remember it, and they'll probably, some, half of them will probably no. quit. No, I know I defend that experience. That I know we just got back. a lot of games that yeah. I played. No. No, I, I really, like jumping. Like, he got I really want to defend this because okay, one thing I loved about leveling in vanilla, and this this applies to other games too, is I loved getting ganked. And the reason why is that you do it. That community, I also did it. What happens is when you when you have that type of open world PvP, that type of uh, behavior, if you're participating in the community, you get this really awesome cohesion. So, like, say I'm in uh, Stranglethorn Vale. And also, and for all those of you who remember WoW, I'm bringing up WoW zones. Also, in a rogue pops out. He, he ganks you. He just shanks you right in the back. You go to general chat, and I'm out of breath from running up the stairs. You get on general. There's this rogue here, blah blah blah. Also, this paladin and his friend come out of nowhere, and and they start. They help you out. They bust up the rogue, and you get these like emergent player-driven stories. This conflict between the two sides, and I love that idea that the community comes together to to help out those new players who do get ganked. They do with the trolls. The community itself acts as a buffer against those behaviors and the same Except thing would happen in don't. eve online i mean sometimes they don't right but that's part of dealing right. with people that there's yeah. these spontaneous interactions and that makes it wonderful what i love about mmos is that you take the spontaneous behaviors of people you filter them through a certain set of rules and then you kind of just let it go free and when you limit those behaviors you you lose part of the freedom that makes the game beautiful i mean that's what that's to me what the most alluring part of mmorpg is why i want to go back to games that have those yeah open world pvp fest because again that's such a buffer to the community all right i, I want to jump in here's the real reason why gumby likes being ganked this is why i thought was pretty cool early on that i didn't mind getting spawn camped by a level like a max level player in wow like level 10 right the reason was that every time he killed me i would just remember at that moment okay <laughs> when i get to lack when i get to max level i'm gonna do the same thing to these other assholes it's true Keep, uh, I'm gonna go to his starting zone. And do the let's same keep thing. the volume consistent, Remo. All right, sorry, I, I get pretty, I get pretty uh, excited, but well, when I get the max level. Part. You're right. <laughs> I'm gonna jump to their starting zone. I'm gonna pull the same shit on them, and that's gonna feel so good. And I know, for example, like some passionate players. I know Altai, like in Ultima, like he would keep a list of names, right? He would have a notepad document, right? He would, he would write down the people who have wronged him. So he, if he ever saw them in the future, and like he would destroy them, whether it's like. Looting them, trying to scam them later with different characters, or just PKing them, or just harassing them, right? No matter what. So it, it, having that kind of a level of like, and, and honestly, that is some toxic behavior to a degree. Like Matt said, when you're camping somebody and you gain nothing out of it, or if you write somebody's name down and just want to make the guy's life miserable, right, for what he did to you in the past, sure. that behavior is just toxic. Like, there's really nothing to gain if you're just going to harass him and bother him, right? It really it does keep you engaged in a way. So I think within the context of MMORPGs, I think it's a I think it can be a positive. All it right. can be a positive. Ready? Let me sum it up. You take the good, you take the bad. Put them together, what do you have? The facts of life. An MMORPG. The facts of MMORPG life. <laughs> what, what I'm well, getting is that they're all toxic. Um, <laughs> 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 
You're, you're gonna. I'm gonna play another Overwatch with you game with you guys one night, and you're all gonna be yelling into your mics like, "Why can't the other team hear me?" Okay, okay. On that, on that note, I, p- passions do run high in Overwatch. I think almost every game, people people yell at each other. I feel I feel like she was a little aggressive sometimes with you, Gumby. I know she was giving you some smack. No, no, no. I think I was just as aggressive with Shu. And you were aggressive I'll, too. When Shu yeah. comes back, I'm I'll ha- I'm happy to continue the aggressive. Actually, I remember Omar had to say he's like, "You got well, same team, guys." <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> Without healing, but we'll we'll hold on to that one. But I like right. that. Uh, that's what makes again um, communicate. I mean, if if that kind of stuff didn't happen in Overwatch, it would not be anywhere near as endearing. That, that yeah. stuff's fun, you know. Yeah, exactly. Also, some of my most memorable experiences in older MRPGs, Dayok, EverQuest, Ultima Line, is and even WoW. Like, there's a sense of notoriety. No, notoriety. Oh well, yeah. What you what you do and your actions, either positive or negative have an impact people like oh it's it's you know it's remote it's that guy who did this you know he's the asshole he's a scammer stay away from this guy you know he's a jerk but when your name gets out there it does create the sense of a virtual world and i know this is getting pretty meta over here right now but mrpgs are losing the sense of being a virtual world and they're becoming so concerned about gameplay mechanics that we're losing the meta we're losing the the social elements of the game this is an awesome transition to our hype of the week actually all right we should do it all right. You seize it. Seize it, baby. All right. So every uh, week, or we've been trying, we've failed a few times, to bring up okay. a new game uh, that we, I guess it's just in development and that we like mm-hmm. and we want to see what we can do with it. So my turn this week, and I took a look at uh, Pantheon Rise of the Fallen. Whoa. Ooh. Tell us about it, please. All right. This mm-hmm. game is by the one and only Visionary Realms. All right. Are they visionary people? They're very visionary indeed. And in fact, their, name. their vision doesn't look forward, but backwards, because this this uh, studio is uh, led by Brad McQuaid. Of, uh, he was a, one of the key designers of the original EverQuest. And then he went on to make Vanguard Saga of Heroes, which was very much an ah. EverQuest vein until it got shut down. And uh, so this game is all about taking things back to those old days of MMOs, RPGs. And it does this through a variety of ways. One is... Non-instance, no instances for dungeons. They're open-world dungeons. And the original EverQuest did a great job with this. What this means is you're going to get the good with the bad. I remember in EverQuest, uh, just running into people, friends near my level, and just grouping with them inside, when we were already inside the dungeon, right? We, we formed the group in the dungeon, not outside before we go in. And that kind of gets rid of the need for Dungeon Finder because the whole point of Dungeon Finder is once you're in an instance, right, you're in your own little bubble. Mm-hmm. So you got before you enter the bubble, you got to get people to go in the bubble with you. But if it's mm-hmm. part of the world, there's other people there. This is, a, you know, this is a big pressure point and meeting point, and there's plenty of people to run into and party right in there. Um, so that's fun. Uh, another issue with this is, um, like those old games, you're gonna you're gonna have 12 classes at launch, along with nine races. Wow. So nine EverQuest, races? you remember? Yeah, I remember in EverQuest how many classes and races there were. There was like 12 races or like 18 classes. It was crazy. Yeah. So I think it's a very interesting that. Uh, he's trying this again. Uh, he did go to Kickstarter back in 2014 to raise like 800,000 or something. It failed. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, it really? Failed. It failed. Didn't meet it. He and asked for too much. 800K is a lot of money. So what happened was everyone thought the game was dead. You know, it failed. But then a couple, mm-hmm. like a year later or so, he, he found funding through private means. So it's back mm-hmm. up. And I was playing a gameplay video earlier uh, showing some of the gameplay. So it is alive. Uh, besides that... I don't know so, when wait. we're going to get a release or anything, but I, I want to ask you. Sure. 
I mean, as we saw the gameplay trailer, and I see there's a lot of classes and races, but what is, is there like one selling point that's like, okay, this is going to be different? Or are, we, or are we just looking forward to a game that's going to be like, like EverQuest and like Saga, the okay. Vanguard game? So here is, here's my take on that. This game is not going to be, in my opinion, uh, a game for the general audience. Like, it's not going to compete with WoW. I don't think it's trying to, right? Mm-hmm. This game is aimed squarely at the older demographic of MMORPG gamers, the guys who used to play EverQuest, and they missed that kind of interdependence, which is actually a key selling point. The classes in this game cannot solo through the game. Wow. You will, okay, there is some solo content at the beginning, especially, but you will have to group up. You will have to join a guild, whatever, to experience the game. You know, is there going to be any PvP? No. No PvP announced. So, so it sounds to me like it's competing directly with Saga of Leucemia. Could be. Could be. Um, and if you guys look at the graphics, like they don't. I think it's very nice that they're not aiming too high. Uh, if they can get a game like this out, because remember, EverQuest <laughs> at the peak had about a million subscribers, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a big success. So you don't need ten million people to be successful. If you, no, absolutely so, not. So these graphics this, aren't placeholder. This is uh no. This is this is their new HD actual gameplay. So like it, this is. Let <laughs> 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 me imagine the game looks dull visually. I mean, it does. But keep in mind, as Altai said, it's going for it's not aiming for that wide audience, and it doesn't well, it's not gonna have the same development cost as a triple A Western game. This has like even like twenty thousand players, they'll make lots of money probably. Yeah. Okay, my issue though, it's it's not that the graphics are like low quality, it's that they're not stylized well at all. There's like there's no. nothing memorable about anything in here. It is so bland. It's it not looks very funny. bland. It does look bland. And the lighting doesn't even like do anything for it. It's basically just like the, mo- the simplest lighting like normally if you have like bland graphics like this like even in the worst zones of final fantasy 14 for example the lighting makes it like distinctive you know there- there's nothing distinctive okay. about this at all i'm so sure the ui bars. no the ui and stuff and the lighting the post effects or whatever i think there's plenty of room for improvement there which so i don't want to say that's not going to change mm-hmm. um so let's just focus on the features again uh, if you guys remember the old EverQuest, there was no mini-map, right? There was no map. Yeah. And one of the things the designers talked about in this game is there's not going to be a traditional map. So if you want to like... Yep. Nope. If you want to... If you either got to explore on your own or go online and, you know, players will piece together maps like <laughs> on like oh, fan sites. Oh, no. But why? They're going to go to... Everyone's going to go to websites and do it themselves. That's up to them. That's fine. Okay. But... but um, I, I, I don't know. Piecing together a map like with cartography... Uh, no, just on your own. People make their own fan maps. Fan I guess, maps. Yeah, like you can. Just... Oh, that's disgusting. Just oh. give us, a, just give us a map, okay? <laughs> this is not midi. This is not like the caveman times. This is medieval times. People are gonna make maps. Just let us yeah. buy a map. Don't have a point on it, okay? It doesn't matter. Just a map. Just any okay. map. You will have now, a rough continent. You will, you will see your position on a continent, like a rough, undetailed, area. Okay. Now this actually brings back memories of when I played EverQuest with my brother. Like we were, I think, like twelve or thirteen. So we were, we were just we were little nooblets at that age, right? And I think it's harkening back to the EverQuest days of not having a map, and maybe the developers are nostalgic of that that feeling. But I'm gonna explain that feeling because it was a really mystical feeling. Because when you were when we were exploring EverQuest, we started in a place called Quenos, the human town, and we had to we had to trek through like the Corona Western Corona to get our way to High Keep. These long distances, like thirty minute travel time, forty minute travel time, getting to where we need to be, not having a map meant like you had to stumble around like and like i asked like how do i get the high keep i see somebody walking by in Quran. how do i get the high keep he's okay you go down this road till you see this tree it's like a weird tree the branches are like all to the left 
you make a left over there and you see the spawn of bandits. Don't go too close to those bandits because there's <laughs> one bandit and there's a spellcaster. If he sees you for a second, he's going to cast a dot on you. He's going to kill you. So you got to dodge those guys and you keep going this way. And he's like, I'm like writing this shit down, like screenshotting it. Like, <laughs> go back to it, right? And like, I get lost and you get lost. It's nighttime now, right? In EverQuest. And it's nighttime. You can't see shit in EverQuest. It's nighttime. And you're walking around. Where do I go? Like the road. You can't see the road. You see three feet in front of you. So I'm, I'm like, in that game, when you die, you, you lose everything. You have to go back to your body. It's a hassle. You don't want to die. It sucks. So I'm walking around and like, you, all of a sudden in red text, you get attached from behind and it's, the, it's, it's a werewolf. And in this level, thir- like level 15 zone, a level like 35 werewolf spawns. And if he aggros you, there's no escape. You're dead. And like, you can try running away and you get this terror of him chasing you, right? And you're dead. The werewolf killed you in the middle of the Karana lands. Western Karana. And, and you died at nighttime after being lost. Okay, you respawn in time in town. You wait till morning. You have nothing. You're buck naked. You have a short sword you just buy from an NPC. And you have to fight your way back to your body. And you're like, where the hell did I die? You literally have no idea where you died. There's no map. You have no idea where you were because it was nighttime. And like this sense of being lost in a game, it really added a lot to like the experience, right? It really felt like a world. And you lose that when you have a map. But the problem was back then, internet technology was pretty new. Everything was kind of duke. Like you, you really it was it, you couldn't like get a map anyway. So like nowadays though, people will circumvent that experience by having fan <laughs> add-ons or plugins. So that this, you can't even relive that experience because technology prevents it. So why would or they embrace you could that just today? Not use maps. But you, you could just not use the add-ons. Yeah, it can be, and, and, that's true. And the designer made that very clear. He didn't say like oh, we're trying don't use maps. He said the maps will be there by players. Those who want to use them are free to do so. Those who want to restrict themselves for their own personal adventure experience can, you know. And I mean, can just play. That and in theory that sounds nice, and at the time it was great. But the thing is, I personally, I don't have the time for that anymore. Like it's it's just too much. You know what I mean? Like I, I just don't have the time to be wandering around in the middle of nowhere for hours on end just because. But okay. The game is an aim at us. Is an aim at you. Then that's a very fair complaint. And again, not every game has to be aimed at 100 million people like Candy Crush. No, right? I, I know that. I'm just okay. saying personally, it's mm-hmm. it's not some it's not an experience that I look forward to reliving anymore. That's fair. That's a very fair argument. And this game's success, I think, will come down to uh, they have two key things to keep in mind. One, keep the budget low enough that that their hardcore market audience right can sustain them. And two, will this be compelling enough? To get the people that are still playing EverQuest 1, EverQuest 2, Dark Age of Camelot, the original Ultima Online still, on the official servers. Uh, maybe even the old WoW players, right? Some of the, like, the older mm-hmm. raid groups and stuff. Is this game compelling enough to get those people that are like the 30, 40-year-olds that are still playing those old MRPGs to move over? Or will they, will they keep staying on their ships until they sink? That's, the biggest, that's their Absolutely. biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. That's, that, the biggest that's, challenge. A, that's a big that's challenge. Because these guys are entrenched. I mean, the guys that were playing EverQuest... EverQuest 1 for like 10 years are not easily going to switch. And if they do, the game better be damn compelling enough to keep them there. Because yeah. they grew up on EverQuest. They love that game. The game has got so much content today that a new game, unless it launches with such a big bang, you can't do it. Like you, how, Because it's aiming for that niche, it can make money with a small audience. But it's aiming for an audience that's already very loyal to their games if they're trying to re- recreate that nostalgic experience. And uh, I want to show you guys quickly the founder tiers for this game. Mm-hmm. Uh oh! Uh All right, let's start. Let's start with the top boys. All right, let's see it. Hundred dollars gets you the supporter pledge. All right, then we can go. We go. We bump up to about two hundred fifty with a champion pledge. Uh, then VIP, Uh, which is a hundred a month. 
a month. Oh my shit. god, what? And we're not done. We're not done. Ready? We got the uh, we got the ten thousand dollar ascensions pledge. Please tell me that's not per month. No, it's a thousand a month. It's, it's ten thousand one time or a thousand a month. <laughs> a thousand for ten a month? months or forever for well, one year. Okay, I'm gonna defend this though because if it's aiming if it's aimed at EverQuest players, but I mean I imagine the. Uh, EverQuest player base a little older. Say you you've made your fortune um, selling socks or phone cases or anything. Got a little money to spend, <laughs> and then you want to support there's no, Brad there's McQuaid's. There's no defending uh, this, guys. Guys, the the hundred dollars a month, the hundred dollars a month tier is a top seller, guys. Apparently. No, whatever Bullshit. that means. I mean, it, 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 it's just a part. I can of the type website. that in there too. Yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> Let me edit the WordPress. Uh, the okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. What I love is when you look at the Ascension's pledge, it says $10,000 or 1000 a month, right? How generous. They give me the option of financing, you know? <laughs> I don't have $10,000 in my pocket today, but how generous of them. Let me pay $1,000 a month for one year. Like, you pay 2000 extra in interest, right? Because it's not 1000 a month for 10 months. It's for 12 months. Oh, my months. God. So if you don't pay the full thing up front, you got to pay interest. What is this? Uh, you know what? I think a if form of me would be offended. Money? By this kind of thing but um hey if you believe in the product and you got the money to blow be my guest people have spent money each month on worse things cigarettes or booze or whatever so but um i can't afford that shit and <laughs> i don't i don't and i i don't think i would but this is funny. i want an elf this is definitely the future of gaming. Me monthly blowjobs for that price and that still wouldn't make it worth it so does this indicate too that it must have it because it only made four hundred forty thousand of the eight hundred thousand dollar goal on Kickstarter, right? So, this must be how they're making up yeah. the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, I guess the financing didn't cover everything else, or they realized. I, I imagine most Kickstarters um, under budget; they don't estimate properly. So, so okay, look at the page where's too. Where's the stock options? Where are the stock <laughs> options? If that's not at the bottom, then I don't care. No. Look at the look at the packages, right? For example, if you pay ten thousand dollars, you get a lifetime game subscription. How generous, you know? Ten thousand, better get a goddamn lifetime subscription. But yeah, if you spend three thousand dollars, you only get a one year subscription. Three thousand dollars, and they got the nerve to not give you a lifetime subscription. Are they ten thousand dollars? What the hell? I mean, I could get a lifetime subscription to Lord of the Rings and stuff like that for like two, three hundred dollars. Yeah, ten thousand. What the oh. fuck? Games have given uh -huh. lifetime subscriptions before, but for like much more reasonable sums. For and like a year and a half of like, okay, so like a year and a half's worth of subscriptions is what the lifetime was, and then they gave you extra items on top of that, like. What is this? Where am I right now? <laughs> Honestly, this is pretty... Okay, so is this the future of MMORPG funding? You know, we got games like Star Citizen doing this yes. up to Wazoo. This is doing it. Uh, Can we look at Twin Saga, please? If we want to talk about Founders Packs. Which oh, my God. A, what? A, like, $400? Was it 300 or 400 Maybe 300 I think it was 299 But I so mean, they're, they're just this, pushing the yeah. bar. This is a this is a subscription based game, so it's worth mentioning also, too. It's not yeah. a buy once game. And before we move on to Twin Saga, I have a few more bullet points sure, about sure. Um, mm -hmm. Pantheon here. Uh, there's a really good uh, uh, interview uh, I read online about with this guy. Some of the key points he put in was uh, he actually emphasized that the game will have things like grind and camping, right? For for dungeon mm -hmm. monsters. Uh, there shouldn't be unnecessary downtime or needless undue grinding or repetition. Too much is subjective, but we are listening to community, and our goal is just enough downtime to provide opportunities to socialize and strategize. 
So okay. that's another point about EverQuest. I remember after every single fight in EverQuest, you got to sit down for a few minutes. This gave you time to say, so how's everyone's day? Oh, you, you know, and you group with someone again. Oh, how was your work today? You know, how was, you know, whatever. Like, in, in current, like in Hero Wars, everything moves fast. Boom, 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 boom. Right. No, no you're right. You're right. That's a good yeah. point. In EverQuest, when my brother and I were in High Keep, you, you kill the room, right? There's like four enemies in the room, and you, you kill them. You wait 10 minutes for a respawn. And there's only three enemies there, so you wait. There's a lot of downtime. There's more downtime than playing when we played EverQuest. Mm -hmm. And that really gave us a chance to socialize with people. You lose that today. Yeah. So you got to find a happy medium between then and now. Uh, I guess you can't do it as bad as you, it was back then. But mm -hmm. a few, like maybe 60 seconds between fights of just healing and resting and meditating, uh, I think would really facilitate uh, social interaction. I think uh, 10 minutes is way too much, though. I mean, you, you uh, should really be spending more time actually doing the content than not doing the content. Uh, the EverQuest, it worked out fine. You, you did more time not doing the content. Yeah, but EverQuest, EverQuest, there was yeah. less competition for gaming. so it's Yeah, that's true. Uh, another point EverQuest is a bygone era. Go ahead. Yeah. Another emphasized point, again, interdependence between the classes. You know, the tank can't heal. The healer can't tank. Uh, they can't just breeze through the content. Even the even like the non-party content, you got a group basically. It's a very reminiscent of Final Fantasy XI and uh, EverQuest games like that. Um, so you know, it takes it takes it takes an army to take down one wraith. Is what you're telling me? <laughs> Not an army, but uh, it takes cooperation. I will give them credit where credit is due. I hate the animations, like the way they are, just like the actual movement. But uh, they're smooth. They're not mm -hmm. like. They're not those clunky little obviously frames aren't being rendered in the animation animations that most MMOs have now. And I, mean, I know, I know we've, we've been pretty negative throughout me with the numbers and stuff, but I mean, I do think there is that hardcore market for EverQuest fans, Vanguard fans, old, you know, Dark Age of Camelot fans. Maybe they want to try something different. And it's very clear they are aiming for that EverQuest audience. If you look at the loot when you click on enemy in this game, you can see that like loot in the window is a copy from EverQuest 1. It looks exactly the same, mm -hmm. and if it if it pulls off the you know mechanics well, the gameplay well, it it, it could gather gather a niche, and I, I'm not gonna give it ten thousand dollars or even three thousand dollars, but I'll give it a try, you know, because I enjoyed EverQuest a lot, and maybe I can relive some of that experience in a little bit more modern atmosphere. So for that reason, I'll give it a try when it comes out. Well yeah. said. Well right. said. I mean, keep it positive. I, I don't think these shouldn't exist. It's just not for me anymore. I mean, I'm not. I'm okay with hardcore. I like hardcore, challenging experiences. I just at this point, I need the quality of life stuff. Life yeah. stuff. It's just removing so much of that stuff. Just it's it's a bygone era for me. Mm -hmm. And I got a I got a killer line right here in an interview. He unintentionally kind of doomed or not doomed, but gave an ominous ominous sign for his own game. Uh, the interviewer asked him, "What are you playing right now?" And this was this was the chief designer's line. I dabble with MMOs, but can't allow myself to be sucked into one. Far less it distract me from working on Pantheon. I do enjoy a good iOS game on my iPad, especially a good tower oh. defense game. So even the guy calling for old school hardcore <laughs> MRPGs, what, what do you play? I'm playing mobile. <laughs> so no, he's playing mobile tower defense games. So what does that mean to the rest of us? Like even the people that are super, you know, interested in this genre and working in the genre don't have time mm -hmm. for it or can't make the time for it or would rather play something casual. It really, it really is a sign of, the, of things to come. I think and our mobile. Is going to eat up more and more people's mind share. Take a look at the the founders patch of Twin Saga, but we're not going to stay on that too long. I, I want to stay on the topic of classes because this is another, you know, discussion about older games. And I know, um, for example, look first look at the Twin Saga classes mm -hmm. I, I linked the, the the founders packs. They go up to three hundred bucks, but it's kind of this page looks kind of nice. Like it's like it is cute. They're kind of it's a cute page, isn't it? Well they're done. Well done. It. 
like it makes it more like enticing where like there it's it fits with the art you know it's like a heart shaped thing you got the little boxes but three hundred dollars like how i oh a lot of gamers are, you know, pretty young. I would say we're some of the older MO gamers, you know, and uh, the people playing these. Who's got three hundred bucks to lay on to win Saga? Three hundred—that's a lot of money. Like, that's a lot of money. Do, do you guys have three hundred dollars just casually laying out to drop on Twin Saga? Like, <laughs> Fuck no, I don't. Like, are we poor? I don't like. Is the average gamer just super rich? Uh, no, it's it, they're going for that whole, uh, you know, I guess one percent. First yeah, absolutely. Probably less with three hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, some people will buy it, so why not have it there? Keep no, in mind the but... Pioneer Pack is center centerfold. Yeah, right, but it's twenty bucks only. Twenty bucks ain't bad. That seems reasonable. But I bet you the best selling one is the Pioneer Pack, right? And then it's the three hundred dollar one. I I bet you nobody's buying the fifty dollar one. They're going right from twenty to three hundred. And I know this <laughs> why. You look at iOS games that are like pay to win, right? The, the, the best-selling packs, it tells you on I, on, on iTunes what, which packages sell the most. It's usually the cheapest one, right? And the next best-selling one is always the most expensive one. Always. So they spend like $10, and, they, and the next one is always going to be like the $300 one that's the most expensive. Hmm. So it's insane. And I wanted to talk about um, somewhat related to this, and it, it, it will transition us to a, a discussion. Uh, Dark Age of Camelot. Dark Age of Camelot actually updated... Um, a big update for an older game, they Dark Age of Camelot. Yeah, they update almost every single class in the game. So that's 40, 45 classes in the game got looked at. <laughs> now, can you imagine a game today and they have 45 No, classes. it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't there happen. Is, and each of the three factions of the game have like eight races. So there's eight races. There's, there's like 15 races in the game, 16 races, or 20 races, right? And 45 classes. God can bless Dark Age of Camelot. Can that happen today? And no. obviously, when you have so many classes, balance goes out the window. Is it okay for balance to be out the window? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Matt? I think we overemphasize balance. Go ahead, Matt. What do you I think? I didn't say anything. Do you, do you, are, are, you, are you in agreement that it's okay to throw out balance for more classes? Um, not in a PvP game. Well, Dark Age of Kellon is a PvP game. Dark Age is a PvP game. I think when you make the focus competitive, you really need to focus on making sure that it's a balanced experience and that every class can play their role as equally as well as the other roles for that class or other classes for that role. Hmm. Like maybe differently, but hmm. equally as well. You know what I mean? Like every tank should be able to be a tank of equal proportions. And maybe, maybe it requires a different party comp, but you should still have a situation in which every class can play their role exactly how they're supposed to be able to equally as the other classes. But when you're focusing on that, that level of like that degree of equality, you lose willingness to experiment, do crazy things and weird things. Yeah. You know, I agree. you could have a tank that maybe but, is not as good of a tank. However, but, he's got like some weird abilities <laughs> that he can summon like mushrooms in the distance that like blow up after four seconds and do damage. Like he's like a hybrid weird. Mushroom knight. Yeah. Mushroom but night. as long as he's just as effective in battle is what I'm saying. No, I don't think it's important. Like his, his role should be clear and he should be able to do his role as well as every other class that has that exact role. That's not fair because the best games, I think, uh, whether it's MRPGs or otherwise, like, one thing that came to my mind, Smash Brothers Melee, or any of the Smash Brothers, they have tiers. Like, some, some characters are just... That's unintentional. That is completely unintentional. Right, but it works. Okay, but, but again, it doesn't. People it, don't no, no. choose the bottom tier for competitive. Okay, sure, but... That, that's fine. That's fine. 
everyone everyone knows to you some... guys to you guys but like in a competitive game you should like have a, everyone should be viable in a competitive no, game. I don't think that's, that's true. But look at Super Smash Brothers, for example. That's a very successful game, right? And even though that, most of us are never going to be pro super players, casual game. What? Yeah, but no? it's played competitively. Uh, it is an extremely intense competitive scene. Though. A game, a good game is that's all, different, though. No, a good game has a whole I mean, spectrum. It, it's a super casual game as far as fighting games go. I don't think so. Yes, but there is a competitive scene. And I think it's, 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 you know, some people might not be happy with the same, but I think MMORPGs are just not as, com- like, not as competitive as yeah. other game types. Like, yeah, you're going to, just the way it is. And I, I like find it so more. weird how much emphasis we put on, um, yeah. this game is supposed to be competitive, therefore it has to follow these criteria. I think, especially lately, it feels like uh, just like the industry culture uh, has gotten carried away with this competitive aspect where mm-hmm. if we say this game's competitive, there's this expectation of perfect balance, balance and, stuff, yeah. and like omar you were saying earlier i think when you emphasize balance so much you do lose that creativity right you're going to restrict what you do and then whatever i was saying sorry matt whatever i was saying i think it's okay for there to be two tanks and one is more effective generally than the other because maybe it's just fun to play i think fun isn't necessarily derived from an equal playing field fun yeah. is derived from how creative and interesting the juxtaposition between the classes are fair competitive doesn't equal fun uh it, like look at sports you know like if one can get the team's amazing at kickball and i suck ass i could still have fun playing the game yeah even though i'm horrible uh i do think it's something you should strive for in like an esport yeah you know like overwatch should be fairly balanced and it's really i mean it'll never be fully balanced with overwatch i'm going to say balances should be very important but i i do want to draw a line it's I a different kind of game but yeah, no. exactly I don't think so. Imagine Overwatch had like 50 more characters. And it's not that. balanced, by the way. Yeah, imagine Overwatch 50 more characters that were not that balanced. They'd still be like a high tier of like, let's say 20 that are always picked. But yeah. in casual, what it might be more fun to play the other characters. Yeah, that's well, true. Like in League, you, it's fun to play a non-meta hero. But I think a lot, I, th- I think they sh- striving for balance is more important in a game like Overwatch than it is for yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, but obviously you could. St- I, I do. I, I'm okay with having more classes, because you know, it'd be more fun. People want to play more things, and I want to give an example. Because in Dark Age of Camelot, the game with 45 classes, you had a weird class like Animus, and they were basically these mushroom mages. They were super soft, and they didn't, they didn't have too much direct damage, but they were they were ten, they were mages. What they would do is they would lay down mushrooms, and these mushrooms are basically turrets. And anything that goes within like the melee range of these turrets. The mushrooms would like throw out spores, do damage to. So like you were pretty useless in a party, right? Because all you do is put these turrets down in melee range, and they die pretty quick too. But you you put like twenty turrets in one spot. You'd run dungeon, aggro like ten things. You die in like three hits, and you got you got to pray that the mushroom turrets kill them first. But it was fun. Like you didn't really fit in with the typical, you know, holy trinity or anything in the party. You just didn't fit in that group. And it, at that time, it might not be the most effective class to have in your party, but it was just fun. You didn't have to play that class, but it was, it was. I think the game had a lot by putting that there. They had a ton of fun classes that didn't fit the meta or what we'd expect from an MMORPG, and you could say that class is just weaker than another class. But people played them. They were fun. There were different ways to play every class, and yep. I think that made the game a lot more fun. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. And I wish we had Shear because she was going to take the other side of, you know, she specifically wants a very balanced game, even in WoW, and she said balance is very important, and otherwise it gets people frustrated. I, I, I okay think that... 
I think that if you guys were playing the really crappy classes in Dark Age of Camelot and you weren't doing very well, you would have a different tune. No, I, I actually, when my first character sucked, I just remade a new one later. It didn't like stop me from enjoying my leveling experience, though. Uh, I mean, I can remember certain patches of games um, where I picked a class, and for that patch of that game, the class sucked. And it, it was typically disliked in parties and whatnot. And I stuck with it because I liked the class itself. I still had fun, but there is a certain drawback to it. And um, but at the same time, again, I don't think balance is indicative of fun at all. And again, the games are about having fun. It's not about a fair playing field. And I think we can get carried away. I'm all about that fun, all right? But in Overwatch, some competitive games, that's what I personally It's not an MMORPG, though. A little bit, yes. I know Altai is still okay with having more class, and I think there's okay. a positive side to it. See, see, here's my thing. I don't think balance is important in PvE-focused games. And I've even said that, like, I don't care how pay-to-win a PvE-focused game is. It, yeah. it doesn't matter. Just yeah, don't play with, with the people that are going to ruin your day by making it so fucking easy. It's, it's that simple. But mm -hmm. in a PvP game, for me, balance is really important. I want to be able to play the class I want to be able to play and be just as viable as the next guy. That, I think that's totally overblown. I'll take the opposite side. Ready? Life is not balanced. Uh, I, don't, I don't see a reason why people should Okay, that's not be. fair, and that is why? a dismissal, okay? No, I hate when people true. say life's not balanced. It's a huge dismissal. Why? Because the life isn't a game. Life isn't the game, and the game isn't life. It's life different. is a game. In defense, no, in defense of Matt's... Um, in defense of what Matt's saying, I do think, Matt, I think you represent the general audience, and and uh, Erhan is probably the unorthodox opinion. Okay, here, uh, here's the difference. In, in a game like this League... This isn't anything But there. don't use your life argument, Erhan. That's uh, not fair. Uh, in League, right? Obviously, you need balance. You can't have a guy who paid $1,000 to kill you one shot level one on your lane, right? But, all right, people say I'm delusional chat. Ready? Here's my... Exp Go on EVE Online and search first Titan Kill. What you're going to see is the Goon Squad, which is like a huge group of people in this guild, right? Bunch of goons. Yeah, they find a they find a uh, Titan, which is the biggest ship, by itself. Like, it was just wandering in the wrong place at the wrong time, ready? They all jump it. You see, like, I think hundreds of players surrounding it for, like, an hour or more, and they're shooting it down, and they're stopping anyone else from warping in, so they can, and they're stopping it from warping out. The people on Vent, or whatever they're using, are so pumped. They're yelling, they're screaming, their hearts are, like, no, no, like, bubble, ca capture him, you know, make sure he can't get away, whatever, you know, just yelling it, all right? And when they finally blow it up, it's, like, euphoric. See, taking down that big boy, you know, the guy who's, whether it's in paying or whether the guy with the, just stronger than you, taking him down with what the group. Is well, that what guy is this? Well, let's see if he somewhere. Go ahead. Balance. That ship is $10,000. But it's not, everyone has access to that ship, so what? it doesn't really no, come they don't. To... No, that's not true. They don't. They don't. No, you need a guild to help but, you buy it. What does this have to do with class balance? What, think of it. Ready? Ship I'm talking class. about class balance. What is the difference? No, no, here's the difference. Here's the difference. Imagine Matt has a, a Titan and you have a Titan 2.0. You're you. They both cost the same, but, but yours just does more damage. No, but he's talking. He was talking pay to win in PvP games. Class balance. He no, said. no, I wasn't. You, you, you said in a PvP I game. Used, okay, no, I said I don't care about balance in PvE games, and okay. I said even if it's pay to win, I don't care. Okay, that's what I was saying. Okay, even if it's but pay to win in PvP games, right. it has to be balanced. Okay, so how is it balanced? That there's no way for me. As a let's say a solo player to ever have a titan because I need a guild to spend ten thousand dollars for me. Like how's that? Well, it's still within that, the game. What? Well, I mean, bo both players have access to it. Are, are you guys talking about Eve? Yeah. Yes. Okay, but Eve is different. Eve, everyone has their own roles, and they all can play that role exactly as well as they need to and be viable. Like every ship has its role. I've had this 
explain to me a million times why a million Eve okay. players. You're right. Every show has its role, but doesn't mean its role is equal. But Eve isn't like okay. I don't play Eve for this, the exact reason that people aren't equal. Okay, Eve is a completely different subject, and people that are very like serious about Eve accept it. And like I said, I don't play Eve because it's not balanced. But that's that's that. It's there. It exists. People play it. What do you what do you want me also, to do about it? For people in the chat, I know I know the Titans aren't imbalanced in the fact that they do need support. They they're not like a they're not like a solo ship. Like I, I do get that. That's not my point. The point. I mean, this um, th th this is a pointless argument though because it's like saying okay, you can go into League of Angels and buy your way to the top and win all your PvP matches. Okay, so that exists. What do you like? What do you want me to say to that? My point is, as long as you can overcome a payer, someone who pays. Even I, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly. I think right. I think you're gonna get a lot. Of, hey, look, I, I think if you need like hundreds of people to do it, it's, right. it's that that's not overcoming a challenge though. That, right. here, here, here's the example of why I, I have a silver bullet. I'm loading up the silver revolvers. Our hunt sure. says right. The silver bullet is in. Switch it and firing it at Altai. Listen, I know Altai and I we played Dark Age of Camelot. We returned to Dark Age of Camelot. I think like five years ago, right? And we played with one of our friends. So we had three of us all on like Skype together. We all made new characters. I made an enchanter. Altai made a tank. And my friend made like something else, right? And we hop on, and as soon as my character is level 15, the second I hit 15, do you know what happens? My power spike goes through the roof. Now, a monster that takes my brother and my friend, we're all the same level, like two minutes to kill, and it's a very close fight, I can kill 10 of them at once with my character. It was that broken. At that exact moment, my friend's, I'm done, I quit. Altai's like, all right, I'm done too. I give this, this game sucks, right? The, the, at that moment, when the balance broke, you didn't like it. But that's you could overcome in, it. That's not in PvP, like though. It. Yeah, it was PvE. My class was just broken okay. in PvE. So, so th that's the exact... Okay, so you want to be unbalanced against other players, but balanced in PvE? What? I, 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 I was about to say that. I think, I think just a personal preference of mine is I don't really care about balance in PvP. Why? It, it, in, a game, in a game where it's like MRPG with open world, I do care in like Blade and Soul, right? Which one-on-one -on -one duels. But if it's like Dark Age of Camelot... I don't care if I'm balanced against you. I, I do care though if like let's say my forty people in an RVR battle, which is be our classes as a as a group should be balanced against yours more or less. But if my rogue, okay, here's the thing in Dark Age Camelot: every class, every faction, right, had a rogue class. Mm -hmm. Not all rogue classes were equal, right? One was better than the other ones, but it didn't matter because the other raid, the other uh, factions healer might might be better or their tank might be better, right? All right, but you want overall balance, okay? It's that's what that's what I'm getting. Like, More or less. Yo, you're I'm okay with with. with you're okay with. Uh, listen, I, I think I think I can sum it up. It's okay with some classes being less balanced others, so long as it's not to an extreme. Yeah. If you uh, want perfect balance, go play chess or StarCraft One. That's it. Yeah, I, I, the pro you can't have perfect balance in, in MMORPGs where you have a lot of complex mechanics going. on. I think it's okay personally, but I don't want it to be so far that it gets not fun for some classes. But before we delve on this topic too long, we're going to transition to some. Uh, it's a pretty big news. We had a lot. We talked about well, Lost Ark last week too. This but is more the interesting shit of the week segment. You got to say it. You have to say the shit. Okay, we got the segment. shit of the week. You, you got to sing it. No, you have to sing it. Oh, we're singing. The interesting shit of the week. The interesting <laughs> shit of the week. The interesting shit of the week segment. All right. Did I miss this I'm not, last time? I'm not much of a singer. No, uh, it's I think we. we Go, Kobe, you got it. shit of the week. It's <laughs> way better than mine. I feel embarrassed now. You got to sing in the shower more, man. All right, I will next time. You guys time. sound like a, um, the beginning of um, any section in You Don't Know Jack. 
<laughs> right now. <laughs> okay, so the point is, Lost Ark, it's been hyped for a long time. Closed beta date announced August 24th, South Korea only. Uh, limited to around 9,000 users, according to Steparu. Uh, the beta doesn't come as much of a surprise after the NVIDIA SLI driver update, which... Whoa, 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 that... did you say driver? driver. I might have. I might have said driver. Right. <laughs> You're going to hell, but continue. I was going to hell long before I said driver, but... Uh, uh, there is a teaser site, which has a countdown timer on it in Korean, if you guys like wow. that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's happening. And there was also a class reveal today. Uh, pretty exciting. It's a rumor. It's unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. Uh, we do have a video here, which I believe is playing. It is um, playing. <laughs> and the classes that may be uncovered include Bard, Battlemaster, Berserker, Blaster, Devil Hunter, Fighter, Gunner, of course, Infighter, Warlord, and Warrior. And none and of this- these names are confirmed either. No, none are confirmed. Uh, someone was asking about ARPGs earlier. This is one of the biggest hyped ARPGs thanks to a beautiful 14-minute trailer. 20 minutes early in the year. 20-minute trailer. And, um, mm-hmm. and it should be noted that there are going to be three starting classes and 18 advanced classes, I what think. What is Infighter? And no one knows. Infighter, I, I looked it up. It's like a crowd fighter or something. I don't know. Anyways, um, the, the classes here that are on display, we don't know which ones are going to be the starter classes and which ones aren't, and some of them may be advanced forms of other classes. It's just that they're going to be like 21 classes in total between the starters and the other ones. That's all we know. And, I mean, you, you can look at these, and you can see where maybe these might be advanced forms of the other ones, but we, mm-hmm. we don't know how it works just but, yet. I think we're all pretty high about the game. It's only a Korean closed beta, though, so we still have to wait a while in the West before we see it. I think we've already, we've already all seen like the game. Meh. I, I think. Oh, did you watch that twenty minute trailer, Matt? Hey, Matt, did you watch the trailer? The twenty minutes yeah, long. Yeah, the twenty minute trailer. I'm just kind of. I mean, it looks nice. I'm just. Yeah. Meh. I mean, I love action RPGs. I mean, the last one I played, Grim Dawn, was great. Uh, so I'm actually pretty excited for this. Uh, um, I just love anything that's an action RPG with some style. I love the. It, it actually, I think it looks very beautiful from the trailers. It's very polished for an ARPG. I mean, it makes Hero Wars look like an idiot with how nice it looks. So that's uh, fire. Different. Well, I'm not saying Hero Wars. You know, it's a different kind of. It's a different game. Now, um, I, I do want to say like one issue, potential issue that comes to mind because I remember seeing the trailer. I remember seeing all these yes. videos. It looks very linear, doesn't it? like even the map designs. It feels yes. like and it looks like an endless hallway to me. But what what ARPG isn't really uh, Path of Exile? Like you explore okay. the map. Please. You know, okay, it was yeah. like it wasn't just a direct no, hallway. Wait, like there's, there's like was a little bit of a hallway, but that was kind of their fault for making it all take place on the coast. I yeah, mean, the, the actual world design wasn't a hallway. I don't mind that but, though. You guys, you guys don't like that in your ARPG. I actually prefer the hallway. I don't care I think. one way or another. I'm just not very hyped about this. Uh, all this is is world map. Because I, I, I remember seeing uh, one of the trailers where like the guy was like sailing a ship in the ocean, landing mm-hmm. on like an island, and then like in the island, it going into like the map. All right, it might have that Tree of Savior vibe to it then. But I feel like a lot of the level designs, Ooh, like the map, dungeon yeah. designs, look kind of like uh, hallway style. Imagine Final Fantasy thirteen. Uh, people gave that game so much hate for the hallways. That's a vibe yeah. I was getting I from the Final Fantasy thirteen because of the hallways. But that's a different... different... Yeah. That's well, I think different a game. lot of action RPGs like are going to... Do... For example, if you look at even Hero Wars, like the levels are just hallways. They're pretty short hallways, too. They're very short. They're more like closets. Yeah, they're right? closets. But what looks really cool in these trailers, and I think I think a reason a lot of people hype about it, it's an action RPG, but just the, the, the combat and the spell effects and just the physics looks really cool. And it looks like a really like high production value game. 
based all right trailers are always deceptive though keep that in always. mind trailers are always designed to get the hype out of you and the game might look also, awful to get in and also isn't it the, this company's first mmorpg so i mean we're kind of i'm not sure that i'm not sure it's a good question it's made it's published by Smilegate, which I know is in quite a few other things. It's co-developed by Smilegate and Tripod Studios. Tripod Studio, I don't know much about, but Smilegate has published Crossfire. Um, they they developed Crossfire. Crossfire, right? They developed it. Yeah. So I mean, I'm skeptical. It looks like it has. My baby, look um, at this part. Some boss fights that are like old school, like platformers and uh, action. This looks hella games. cool. What we're yeah, seeing right yeah, now. Yeah. If you guys watch the tri- uh, stream now, the video. Yeah. This is hella not the actual game, but. Why do you know? <laughs> The boats? Are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, I, I saw a different part. I saw a cinematic thing. The boats oh. look great. Yeah. I love the way it looks. <laughs> I'm skeptical for obvious look at reasons. the ice breaks. It's cool. Yeah. Wait, is it Florenzia? We get boats? So, yeah, look, the guy crashed into this ghost ship, and then, like, now he's fighting all these, like, ghost <laughs> sailors on it. So, I don't think it's fair to say it's just a hallway based on this. Yeah. this sure. I- I'm skeptical for obvious reasons. I mean, it's always healthy to be skeptical. And I mean, um, it, it could look nice, but mechanically, it could be crap, you know? I'm, I'm going to be optimistic. I mean, look at that skull. I'm optimistic, that's, too. That's a nice skull. <laughs> it should Speaking, be this and Lineage Eternal kind of vying for that new next-generation ARPG I, market. I think, Lin, I think Lineage Eternal is going to be a lot closer to Moo Legend than this. Mm. Speaking from of Eastern games or games from the Far East, Atlas Reactor recently. Atlas Reactor is not from the Far East. Atlas nice Reactor, try, a game guy. from the Near East, recently. Like East Coast <laughs> East, maybe. East Coast, East Coast East. <laughs> no, that's Lawbreakers. Atlas Reactor. Atlas Reactor is August from uh, San Francisco, right, guys. I think. I'm ca- I called it. Atlas Reactor is uh, has a free to play mode coming out. Who called it? Who called it from the first day that it's going to go free-to-play? So didn't this go it's free-to-play? It's basically, it's a glorified demo. Oh, yeah? It's a demo. No, however, yeah, it's, it's a glorified demo. It's very glorified, because you can play the game, and you, you play online, but you can only play the free-to-play. Free rotation. Free rotation. Oh, that's fine. That's you fine, You can get yeah. cosmetics, but you can't get any of the heroes, like, permanently. None of them. Okay, but you I, still get the free rotation. Yeah. And, and you know how these things start. They're going to add more and more to the free as they go along. until They, they might. Yeah. Night. yeah, I think this is a really smart move. I think it was necessary uh, because people, Alice Reactor is such a outlier niche. compared to other games. I don't, I'm going to avoid the word niche from now on. Uh, because you don't yeah, want to make funnier. You're right. Um, <laughs> and they really need this because people aren't going to spend money to buy into a game that they don't really know what they're buying into. So I, yeah. I actually hope that this helps invigorate the player base a, a bit. I only played the game briefly, but. It definitely, it, there's definitely an audience there for it. A very niche audience. Very Plus small a, audience. A game like this, along with MOBAs and stuff, they need a player base early on. Because these yes. games, like if you have, a, if you bought the game and there's not many players online, your queue times are pretty long. And I, it, you just can't have that. Like You can't have your people that paid money end up playing, waiting in queue for 10 minutes to get into a game or a long while. This is going to make the game get much faster games. And I'm sure many people that play the game for free will convert to paying users because the game is fun. And the only way to know it's fun is to play for free. Because I feel like we live in an, like, we're in an age now where expectations are so radically different than like 10 years ago even. Like if a game costs money and it's not by Blizzard and it's not by like three studios I already know and I know it's going to be a good game, I'm not going to pay money for it. Like, it. It's sad, but like we've got to that point. Like some indie games I'll pay money for. I bought Stardew Valley when it came out. Like, but it's so hard for me to open my wallet nowadays because so many games are free or have free trials and stuff that I feel like it's unreasonable to ask for money now. 
And that's that might that's not me, but that's not fair. I think I think the sweet spot now for like it's something that's not well known is like ten to fifteen dollars. That's a top. But if it's ten bucks and it's an indie game and it looks yeah. up my alley, I could pay it. But like certain games, like I don't know. If if I never played Atlas Reactor and I see the game, I'm like, what is this? I'm not gonna pay 10, 15, what twenty five whatever however much it costs. Let me see what the pre-purchase price is. I forgot. It's not ten bucks. I know that. It should be more than that. I think the 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 buy to play twenty model sunk Battleborn. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, that was sixty I think bucks. They, I why. think they priced themselves out for sure. They hurt themselves big time. Somebody just said, "I'd rather buy a twenty-five dollar mount on WoW than buying <laughs> games," which is pretty crazy because I know like a lot of us end up buying stuff in the cash shop for like twenty bucks, no problem. But when an entire game costs like ten bucks, we're like, "No, you can't do it. We're unreasonable," you know. <laughs> Pretty funny, actually. <laughs> I did buy three hundred dollars of cosmetics for uh, Black for, Desert. Black Desert, yeah, wow, Black they Desert. They got you, Desert. Matt. They got you. See, they gave it. They gave you the free press account because they, and then they get you. No, I paid for it. Oh, oh, we. I had a free press account for you. You were just so eager beaver that before we got the press accounts, you bought it. That's true. I, I also, I also bought it. Or <laughs> Conquerors. That's it. Not legendary yeah. Conquerors. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad it, I'm glad that it went free to play now though. But I mean, not free again, it's a free mode. It's not fair to say it went entirely free to play. It just got that free mode. Actually, uh, since we brought it up, could we talk about Black Desert? I think uh, Matt, you could talk about Black Desert. Uh, oh, a, monthly subscription. a monthly subscription? I actually don't know much about this. Um, I don't know much about it either. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I haven't played since two weeks after it launched, basically. Three okay. Weeks. The gist is there's an optional monthly subscription. You get a bunch of goodies for it. What do you get? What do you a bunch get? Of goodies. You get inventory space and stuff like that. And people Bastards, I think that's such bullshit. Bullshit. People, <laughs> people are, but you don't get to keep it. It's only while you have the subscription active. But you get like inventory space on all your characters. So overall, it's cheaper by like a long shot. But um, there was a discussion was on RMRPG, I believe, saying that the free-to-play, uh, that the that the subscription is pay-to-win because you can somehow convert some of the goods you get into silver and somehow getting any kind of benefit to your silver is pay to win. But I, yeah, I don't no. know. Like, it's just, I feel like it, at it, this point, yeah, go ahead. There's nothing you can get in Black Desert that um, you can't get for free. Oh, basically. let's keep in it mind, takes, it, it's, it's not necessary for, to pay. It's optional. Yeah, it it's takes optional. to clarify that. Yeah, it, it takes an absurd amount of time to get your weapons to level or plus 20 and your armor to plus 20 if you don't pay any money towards it. And in Black Desert... NAEU, you can't actually pay to win. Like, there's, you can buy cosmetics in the other versions and sell them on the in-game shop, like mm -hmm. auction house, and you can make a ton of money like that in-game. Mm -hmm. But um, you can't do that on NAEU, so you can't literally just pay to get your way through like you could in Korea and Russia. But um, I don't know. I don't think this is pay to win. I, I think it's a little absurd. Because they're they're giving you rental inventory space for real money, and that's kind of yeah. dumb. And um, I think a lot of people are saying it's pay to win. So according to access to visual changes and dies. Oh my god! Well, so it also what? takes away taxes from putting things up on the auction house, which yes. I imagine yeah, but, makes a significant impact on uh, how much. But money it's still you're just money. It's still just silver. It doesn't automatically okay, so give you power. Here's our, 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 the site massively ran an interesting um, poll. They polled users whether does BDO's new, new de facto sub make the game pay to win? So, I mean, the best way to look at it is what the community thinks. And at least I'm sure the people that voted here are probably the salty people. Decided? Are the salty people, you know? And the top most 
thing was Black Desert was already pay to win. This is nothing <laughs> new. All right, so so I think uh, people have already passed judgment, and I did so. It is what it is, you know. It is what it is. It definitely was not pay to win, but I digress. All right. Well, whether something's pay to win or not is irrelevant, as long as the perce the perception is what matters. Yeah, uh, I, I guess that's the new definition. Pay to win is all perception, since you can never you can never argue. Your it's a very it's not like specific what is and what's not you know it's some shades of gray over here you know Fifth i'm so eight. tired of this pay to win term yeah me too i can we murder it at this point i'm just waiting for like you know people in the west to get used to it like in in asia in and asia just, and just be like all right you know what he's got the bigger wallet he wants Aaron's ready to accept the uh, china imperialism he just yeah. wants them to take over already and uh and but we listen. can all be subject to the same uh laws uh, like, i gotta say one thing because it a game like uh, Blade Install, because again, I played that recently, people say it's so pay to win because you need so much gold, right, to be able to upgrade your gear at the end game. And then you can buy NC coins and sell NC coins to players through the exchange for currency, right? So you can pay for in game money. But why are people upset? There's literally bots spamming in every single MMORPG, every single game with players. There are bots selling gold anyway. And yeah, nobody cares about that. There's also pay to win. You pay for a third party to power level you, buy an account, or buy. This is such a prevalent industry. Like, Nobody stamped it out. WoW hasn't stopped it. You Everyone, can't. You can't. It's impossible. Every game, you can pay for a max level character. Every a single bot. game. You can Did buy you? a max level character today in every MMORPG. Yeah, so just because the developer... Yeah, just because the... Like, all right. And what NCSoft is doing is they facilitate a transaction between people with premium currency and regular currency. Like, that's that should not get the hate it does. Yeah, I agree. Every game should have like a, 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 a built-in like yeah. uh, transfer system through players. And I remember Neverwinter had a good system with diamonds yes. for this. Yeah, so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm A-OK -okay with that. But they get so much hate just for that. And it's... I can see that the reasons they see players get ahead by just spending money and changing NT coins for regular gold, because gold is so important in uh, Blade Soul. But it just, it's just the way it works now. I mean, those guys will buy coins, if not from other players, from the gold farmers themselves. There's no way around it. And I, all right, well, it is what it is. We're doing interesting show of the week wrong because uh, we spent way too much time on this. So let's move on. Yeah. Uh, Gumby, you right, take it. Here. Oh, there's one um, we got to touch. I, this one we had to talk about because there is a door. And yes. old game you may have heard of yes. called Tibia. And this door has existed for 10 years. But no uh, one has ever less, A little less than that. A little less than that. A little less than that. Eight years, right? Eight years? Okay. Something like that. The door has existed for a, a really freaking long time. And no one's ever gone through it because you have to be level 999 to pass. There is currently someone on the server that's level 998. Is that correct? Or did someone actually keep going through? Somebody no, hit me. Up to he he went said through. he was going to keep grinding to 1,000. Oh, that bastard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the door, well, it's finally opened. Uh, what's behind the door? Do we even know or he just didn't go through it? Are you telling me the one person who hit level 999 chose not to go through the one door? That's yeah. a man, CP level 999. Yeah. Yeah, he, he told he, he told people he's not gonna tell them. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you want to get no. to you gotta get there yourself, buddy. That's hilarious. That's he great. should make a twitch. He's make a twitch and like just countdown like to it. He probably got yeah. so many people watching. Now this yeah. is something I, I love because uh, we've talked about this. Uh, unfortunately, we normally talk about this when we're not recording. We should be, but this is content that's been out of people's reach for so many years, and that's so awesome that it's only just happen because it kind of it's it's exciting right now tibia's in the news we wouldn't be talking about tibia otherwise you know mm -hmm. so um pretty cool so, i'll give some context too because wait this door... wait wait holy crap hold on all right can i get some context please 
I want to give some context because um, this door was introduced to the game about eight years ago. At that time, the highest level player in Tibia was level 300. So I guess the developers jokingly said, okay, we're going to make this door that you can only go through if you're level 999. Because at that time, they had doors where you can only go through if you're level 10, level 20, level 50, and so forth. Oh so they God. just threw it in there, and it left there for seven years or plus, and nobody got the max level, and they're finally getting around to level 999 now. So somebody can do hey, it. Fun hmm. fact. Last year, in September... They asked people what they would expect to be behind, be behind the gate. I guess because they realized last year that somebody might plausibly make it sometime soon, and there was nothing there. <laughs> so people were guessing there's been nothing there. I, I don't know. I, no, I'm saying I'm guessing there wasn't because they asked people what they'd expect to be uh, to be behind it. Mm -hmm. so like last year, the big big ball of disappointment. The expectation was there be nothing there. Do we know for sure? No, we don't know for sure, okay. but it's hilarious. Okay. It's funny. Check in the forums. Yeah. A lot of people expected there to be nothing there. But again, it's pretty pretty impressive. It's probably going to be like nothing because they put that there as a joke. But the thing is, they had so much time to put something there as the developers realized people were catching up to level 999. Can we give this guy some freaking props? Because um, it took yeah. years for him to hit <laughs> level 999. I mean, this, now, this okay. is a guy who's built to grind, all right? Oh my god, look guys, there's a screenshot of the game. Look at look look at this beautiful UI. It's like I think two-thirds of the screen is UI. This is some classic MMORPG gameplay right here. Yeah, I so he was anymore. um he was streaming and he had over seven thousand viewers. Damn. For Tibia. It's probably more than the players they have. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did have a count. There are sixteen thousand players online right now. Dang. Yeah, very successful game still. Wow. Okay, for example, I, I want to give some perspective on how difficult it is to get level 999. There is a thread on our Tibia MMO, and the Swedish Irish man says on Reddit, to give some perspective on how insane hitting level 999 is, I'm level 500. And if I keep uh, XPing at a pace of two hours per day in a spawn that's considered top three for a player of my, vac of my vocation and level, I'll hit level 999. And if he grinds for two hours a day in the best spot for his class, He'll hit level 999 in seven years and four months. <laughs> ha! You need an incredible amount of ground. You, the, the amount of time he has, he has sunk into the game cannot be overlooked. We're talking like if he did slash played, it would be four plus five years plus. Easy. Of in-game grinding. And I saw him streaming earlier. He was just grinding. Well, he's, he's 999 and he's grinding. And people are watching him grind just to get that max level. No thanks. I'm not built for it. Uh, I couldn't do it. <laughs> Some guys said two hours a day, filthy casual, bro. <laughs> yeah. <that's true. laughs> okay, fine, fine, fine. Multiply that by five, ten hours a day, right? He still has spent like a year and a half of in-game time, not a year and a half nonstop of ten hours a day. So two hours is is a filthy casual, all right? But even at ten hours, it's still year and a half, which is insane. So props to that guy. I'm. I'm still looking. He said he uh, he would keep leveling. Maybe at a thousand, he would check what's behind the door. So he said so casually. I'm not even gonna check what's behind the door. Maybe I'll do it in a couple of levels, but not right now. Is what he said. Wow. Maybe the developers messaged him, messaged him, and they go, "Look, man, there ain't nothing behind that door. You gotta wait another level. We're working on it." Oh, yeah. maybe. <laughs> I think We're you're right. I think that, that's what happened actually. Otherwise, why would he say that? Wouldn't that be like hella curious? I, I'm more likely to believe that. So this game came out in 1997. So that means next year it will celebrate its 20th anniversary. That is impressive. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's been going nonstop. Go ahead. Speaking of older games, uh, for a transition that doesn't make any sense, there is a fan-made 
StarCraft MMO I thought would be worth bringing up. It's called StarCraft Universe, and it's officially sanctioned by Blizzard. You can access it through battle.net. They gave the go-ahead. And it is a mod for StarCraft II. Uh, it's an RPG, I believe, up to eight people can play at once, and you kind of roll through dungeons and be bosses or whatnot. Uh, we are actually going to be playing it for Sunday Funday, I believe. Yep. Um, it's pretty cool. I know we, people back in the day, uh, you know, back when WoW was still going, people used to talk about StarCraft MMO. Everyone thought that's what was gonna, Blizzard was going to do next. Uh, they didn't, but I guess some fans uh, picked up the baton. They actually raised uh, a good amount of money. Oh, they didn't. Never mind. They were on Indiegogo. They did not raise a good amount of money, but they made no, the they, game. They were on Kickstarter, too. Hold on. Okay. They made some money on Indiegogo. They made some money. <laughs> It's it not actually, over it, yet. It, it it's looks still going. Surprisingly polished it's, and good. It's voice too. Like it's all voice acted. Yeah. It's all like there, that's what they made eighty four thousand dollars on Kickstarter. That's pretty good for a mod. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I I played it for about ten minutes, and I was gonna play more today, but then I woke up super late. Um, the stories it, it seems interesting, and it's like they really have like a full story going on, and there's a lot in there, and um. They actually have like fully done cutscenes that are fully voiced over by new voice actors and actresses, and um, it's a little slow for my liking the story moments, but um, it, it's very well done. And the story is an alternate universe where it's like if Kerrigan hadn't stopped the hybrid attack or whatever, and uh, it's it's a little janky, like the movement, like the way that you see your character turn. It's just the tiniest bit inconsistent like it's it takes a second sometimes and it drives me mad but it's an mmo in a strategy games engine so i guess i can't complain too much uh and i should motion i should mention that it is free to play because you can now play the arcade version which is like the custom maps on starcraft 2 for free with the free version so if you want to try if you haven't played starcraft 2 or maybe you were starcraft 1 player never caught on you can download it for free give it a shot yeah, and the cool thing is, uh, even though it's within the StarCraft like map map builder, a lot of people are gonna say, "Oh, it can't be a real game if it's behind like a custom map maker That's for RTS." Fair. But it's not fair because if we look at like the, the the map makers in Warcraft and StarCraft have really spawned the entire MOBA genre. Like the MOBA genre was birthed from StarCraft One's Anna Strife game. Like they, that genre didn't exist until somebody made a custom map on StarCraft for it. And Dota Two, Dota One came from Warcraft Three, and tower <laughs> defense games as we know them were popularized through Warcraft 3 and StarCraft 1. They were Tower Defense games prior, but they were very nobody really talked about them. They were, they were nothing. They became popular uh, because of the custom map makers. Out of all the mods I didn't play, I remember playing Tower Defense in Warcraft 3 and thinking it was truly, truly awful. Like, Whoa. the Tower Defense there was just so bad. In what? StarCraft or Warcraft? In Warcraft 3. No, no you played a bad one then. There, there are so many good I ones. It was just truly right. awful. For, again, they're player-made levels, so there are literally hundreds of them. It depends when you played it. Way back in the day. Huh? Way back I don't like, remember. When, I don't first, remember when. when Warcraft first came out, those tower defenses were amazing. Now, if you go back to them, they look janky, clanky, you know, obviously. No, no, I'd, I thought it was awful then, too. It was oh, boring no. as fuck. A game like Legion TD, for example, it was remade on StarCraft 2. It's the most popular game on StarCraft 2. It's called Legion TD. It was came out in Warcraft 3. It was an amazing game. Nice. Anyone that played Legion TD... They tell me it sucks. Screw you. You're wrong. There's also like Winter Mall Wars and classics. And then also, just well, just to note real quick, StarCraft Universe is not a true MMO. It's uh, only five players as far as I've heard. Um, yeah, I haven't tested it, but it's, 
I mean, it's an MMO. It's got MMO gameplay, but it is not strictly an MMO. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to throw that out there before anybody gets too confused. All right. Take Perfect. us to the next one, Altai. Next piece of news here, Sudden Attack 2, closing in South Korea. Uh, a bit of a shocker, actually. I thought this game would do well just simply based on the success of its predecessor in Korea. Uh, mm -hmm. So what went wrong? Actually, it's pretty hilarious. Uh, Sudden Attack 2 shut down thanks to the perfect storm. Uh, the most interesting part of the storm is that, according to Steparo, some players in South Korea were complaining that two of the female characters were just too titillating for South Korean sensibilities. Too so sexy. The promiscuous pair were promptly removed from the game, which apparently coincided with a, a, a steep player drop. So some players were strictly there for the voluptuous characters and were not happy when the game uh when the developers removed them at the same time sudden attack 2 developer game hi actually ended their contract with nexon uh, wow. for undisclosed reasons so it is possible they could find a new publisher but at the same time uh it, it's not looking great also also part of the perfect storm is that nexon founder kim jong-ju uh stepped down as director after being indicted for corruption he was apparently greasing some hands some prosecutor hands over there in south korea and now he'll be going to court um it's a pretty ridiculous week for Nexon. Uh, pretty funny. It arrives right after Omer here did a financial look at Nexon. The guy who made Nexon, uh, it says he's still worth, he's worth $2.5 billion. Oh, yeah, he doesn't yeah. give a shit about the no, 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 charges. No. He'll walk it off. Also, I'm liking the video. Yo, this video also, is amazing. These noted, characters are hot. Yeah. Well, they're not in the game noted, anymore. It should be noted that they might be finding another publisher. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah they could. Yeah, I doubt they're gonna, they made this game and shut it down that quickly. I mean, there's no way. I have to say, these characters are not. I mean, we've seen other, we've seen MMORPGs like Scarlet Blade. That's uh, far more, uh, yeah. I guess, offensive if, if you want to put it that way. It's but not bad at all. This doesn't seem bad to any degree. But apparently, some, I guess, as usual, a small minority yelled quite loudly and uh, scared the developer who removed them. Uh, which then it seems, look, look at what happens. This is what happens when you remove risque characters from your game. You murder it. So. <laughs> I mean, I put, a risky, put, yeah. put a risky dude in there too if that makes you happy i'm fine with that. i'll play the guy in the thong no problem <laughs> Wait, so. i did a first look for a shooting game recently and they had very skimpy characters too uh, i forgot it was a tactical shooter typical lobby based korean shooter i forgot what it's called now but uh it's really not a big deal i mean these games have for a long time had sexualized female characters and i, I can't imagine being an issue now i, I don't that can't be that big of a deal Listen, we have a we have a, a right to not be offended. So uh, I'm offended that you're I, I offended about this. I'm I'm offended that you're offended about me being offended. I want to see how all right, how, how things are going in Korea this week, uh, game wise. So Overwatch is at 33 mm percent -hmm. at uh, PC Bangs. League of Legends is at 24. So Overwatch still the top dog. And sudden, Killing it. Sudden Attack is down at six percent. It's still yeah, big. Well, That's still, still big. It's still third biggest. So it's the third biggest game in South Korea. The, that's that's huge. We so should point out the game will off. shut down September 29th, 2016. And the, the sad part is it's barely a month after launching. So That's only, that's only Sun Attack 2. The original yep. game oh, is, yes. is separate. Yes, correct. So uh, oh, yes. there it is. Uh, I, I've seen the gameplay trailer. It looks like a fun shooter. It's a solid yeah. new Korean lobby-based shooter. I mean, I love playing those games. I was on Ghost in the Shell First Assault earlier and just... I don't know. I enjoy jumping into these shooters, playing them for a short while, having my fun. I have 20 hours in War Motor. Right? I enjoy playing these games, even if I don't play them for the long term. It's just fun. <laughs> and this game's got booby characters, so 100% I, I think this. that genre, like, like the, the shitty mid-tier free-to-play shooter, 
is like one yes. of the most endangered. But uh, it's 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 going upscale though with this. Silent really? Attack 2 is more upscale. It's not upscale, it's gone, that's what it is. No, it'll be back. It'll be back. We'll see. Those titties are gonna come back. They're not gone for good. <laughs> I don't know. With, with, especially with, games, of the like, day. with Overwatch, yeah, I think it's gonna dominate the market. I don't think there's room for too many of these kind of games. If Overwatch is free to play, you're right, they're all dead. <laughs> there's no chance, right? But here's the thing. They're they're already dead. No! Well, Overwatch, AVA, Overwatch is free AVA to play is... in Korea. It's a PC bank because you're paying for the yeah. PC time. Yeah. It's yeah. the it's the PC bank itself who just buys the licenses for his for his uh, mm -hmm. studio or whatever. I don't think these games are dead. I think that's unfair. I think the word dead gets used way. But oh. they, they certainly won't ha have the the same influence that the big budget games like Overwatch will have over the the industry. You'll always get... I, th I think they're like cockroaches, right? And they're the cockroaches we don't mind because it says there's food somewhere. But they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they'll always exist. I think speaking, you'll always get mid-tier shooters. Speaking of uh, big budgets, uh, next week is the t uh, annual tournament for Dota 2. And mm -hmm. like every year for the past few years, they're doing a crowdfunded prize pool. So this year is the biggest ever. So the game is still growing. Uh, well, we're at 19,500,000 prize pool for the tournament. That's a lot of bones. So I think it's going to hit 20 million actually at this rate because they still got one week to go. Uh, that yeah, is that's a insane. lot of money. That is a the lot. The prize pool for like the biggest league tournaments are like what, like 3 million for the whole thing? You already got wow. like nearly 20 million. It's insane. The winning team is going to walk away with like over a million dollars each. Yep. Each. Almost the two winning million. team gets a million. Almost two million each. Yeah, almost two million per player. That's insane. Again, remember, league. the winning team gets a million dollars to split between them. It's a good chunk of change. You know, you got five players. They each get 200K. They got to pay tax on that shit. They still walk away with like, you know, 150K. Yep. They got, and then here, they each get like two million each. So much more. You can buy a lot of, uh, and, uh, a lot of mesos. So here's the breakdown here. Uh, first prize, uh, remember each team in Dota is five players, right? So first prize takes eight million right now. So it's almost, mm -hmm. uh, and it's not over yet. Uh, if you get 16th place at the tournament out of 18 teams, you get 95,000. All right, you still get something. So even if, even if you, just for showing up almost, you get money. <laughs> 100,000 is a good chunk of change. And I, I, wouldn't I, mind, I wouldn't mind that. And a quick uh, <laughs> reminder, if you do buy the, see the way they make money is you buy this book called the Compendium. Uh, for the tournament, and then the price, 25% of that goes to the prize pool. The player themselves, they get in-game items, so it's not like you're getting nothing. It's not a donation. You're getting cosmetics in the game, basically. So that's what they're smart. for. Yeah. You mentioned really this smart. last year, and I'm going to say it again, Riot is insanely dumb for not doing a similar system. Pr crowdfund your prize pools for a league. Get some huge numbers. They'll make so much more money. Remember, this 20 million. That means out of that 20 million, I think the pool started at what, 2 million or something? 1 million? Yeah, yeah. yeah. For balance seating. That means... Players bought $80 million worth of compendiums because only 25% goes into the pool. So Valve made 80 million bucks off this. Whereas Riot is like breaking even or losing money on esports. Valve is just laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> Every time they throw a tournament, they make 80 million. When Leaf throws a tournament, they lose money. They're insane. Crowdfund their prize pools. They'll make so much. They'll get more hype around it too. I don't know what they're doing. Get your shit together, boys. Call me. Please whip Riot. Listen, listen, listen. Uh, Trend the mirror, rise. Uh, just give me a call, all right? You know, I'll help you guys out. You want to hire me? Let me know. I'll consult. I'll consult. All right? I got you guys. All right. Anyone else what? got some big piece of news before we call it? Uh, Matt's got uh, one. Sorry. Right, I'm take that. Yeah, I thought it was cool. There's this uh, indie MMO called Blue Saga who the developer basically like took it offline for a long time while he was working on other another game, right? 
and didn't give it any updates. It was offline, and it came back eventually. But now the new thing is it's gone open source, and players can host their own servers. And it's um, I'm a little iffy about it because it's basically like, okay, he even said in the announcement like, and now you can guys can add your own quests and do this and that. Oh, and fix bugs if you want to. And I'm just sitting there like fix bugs because he's he didn't fix them himself. <laughs> yeah, this looks I'm so like cute. I guess you have no time, but this is like. It's borderline insulting, I guess. But it's kind of cool they did this, though, because, you know, this is a piece of code you can tinker with and create whatever you want. You know, it's pretty basic as is, but it kind of gives you a foundation if you're tech savvy and you're a programmer to take this and do something else with it. You know, you have a framework there to work with. And you, when you host it, it'll show up on the official website as one of the servers. So that's that. cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is a game I've never heard of until, until now. Looks very yeah. indie. It, it very had a. Indie. It had a small, dedicated audience until it went offline, and now it's got a few people that came back, but it's yeah. it, it, small, dedicated audience. Very Zelda-themed. As Zelda. I was going to say yeah. Zelda. The trees look like they're from Zelda. Game Boy Zelda. Yeah. Best Zelda. Right. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was neat and also a little insulting, but neat. I mean, at least he did go open source with it. I mean, he could have just taken it down forever yeah. and it would have been gone. True. It's good that's not lost in the sands of time. Wow. The right. sands of time. What's I gotta sneak. Voice? I gotta sneak one more thing in. Gotta sneak it in. Last thing. Okay, I dropped the AVA link in the chat because we did say specifically that Altai was saying the age of these medium mid-tier Korean lobby games are dead. Right. In fact, Alliance of Valiant Arms is being picked up by In Mass Entertainment, the folks who publish Terra in the West. So I guess Area Games lost the license to AVA. One of my favorite free-to-play, you know, lobby-based shitty Korean shooters. I'm gonna say shitty, but I enjoyed playing it. But it doesn't, you know, it still can't compete with games like CSGO Overwatch, obviously. But I played it a lot. I enjoyed it a lot back when it was on EG. Played it a little bit on an area. But now it'll be published by NMAS. And NMAS is going to add the content from yeah. the Red Korean Duck. version. Yeah. It's yeah. so random that they're adding this. <laughs> I wow. agree. It's hella random. <laughs> People are pretty sure they're not going to support it. Like, they didn't support Zombies, Monsters, Robots. But I'm not sure if that's NMAS's fault or the developer's fault. So I guess we'll wait and see. We never know the specifics. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the very least, AVA has a ton of content that I've heard hasn't come to the West yet. And oh yeah, it, it looks like even though everybody's going to be able to keep their shit, they might be working on the um, business model a bit. Mm -hmm. It's a polished game. I think it, it can it can do well if it's taken care of. I mean, people have been playing it for a long time. It always had some players on. It was never a dead game on Area either. It was always popular on EG. So even with the transfers and everything, it stayed alive. There must be something more to it than other like. There's so many Duke tier ones I think are going to die. Like, really, really black shot. Like, ugh, black shot. It's garbage, right? Whatever. There's so many games like that. And AVA and the Sun Attack 2 game, they're, they're ahead of the crowd, all right? Ahead of the crowd. Ahead of the crowd. I do remember this game, thinking this game looked pretty good for a free game, like six years ago or, or yes. more. Yeah, um, when it came out. Yeah, when it came out. I'm, it's really shocking. It really shows you the testament. I don't know what it shows me, but it's really impressive that this game is still around and still being updated and supported by different. Well, look at—it's even more weird that Combat Arms is popular. That game looks so bad now. Yeah, that's true. Yo, Combat Arms uh, is the best. Everyone hacked. Everyone hacked. I don't remember if it's Combat Arms or Soldier Front that I'm thinking of, but one of them—I hated it. Soldier Front sucked, uh, but it, it was really popular back in the day too. AVA is newer. Mm -hmm. It's much easier again. How's Area Games doing these days? Let me check out their homepage. Area they, just got bought out by uh, oh, Amiga. Yeah, I know. Not, 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 no, that's not too recent anymore. Yeah. Their next biggest game is going to be Twin Saga. That's I'm like their next I'm still waiting for thing. the shakeout. 
from the from the buyout or the merger. Well, they're, they're losing the license to uh, mm -hmm. one game, AVA. I see more Fallout than that. I think S4 League's gonna change publishers too. Yeah. Isn't is S4 League also available on some other? I'm pretty sure it's already published somewhere else as well. I don't. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Combat Arms is Botter, Botter and Hacker Paradise. I mean, that was one of the games where you know you go into a game, there's a 90% chance at least at least one guy's hacking. Probably two to three. If you get one hacker, you're not leaving because if you leave, you join another game. There's five hackers. So if you have one hacker in your game, all right, this shit's pretty good. That's what I remember about Combat Arms. Good times. Good times, good times. <laughs> all right, well, uh, does that wrap it up for interesting shit of the week? Oh, there was one more interesting shit of the week. Quick tidbit, Overwatch and Hearthstone currently getting DDoS'd by most likely the people banned for cheating. Wow. Uh, good on you, DDoSers. You you stick it to the man. Right. <laughs> now that you brought up DDoSing, and over, look at these dorkly images of people complaining about getting banned in Overwatch. It says, it's called Overwatch Cheaters Got Banned, and this the is whining is hilarious. Even like the tracer picture at the top just fits so well with this. Let's scroll through these, and I'll let you read them out loud, Altai. All right, we got. I just got banned too. What the fuck, Blizzard? You're gonna punish people who paid money for this game? <laughs> Can so I sue Blizzard? <laughs> Sadly, I am banned. These mortals have angered me for the last time. Blizzard number eight. will feel my wrath. <laughs> number eight is the dumbest one. I don't want to read this one. It's just weird text. Uh, right, I'll read number eight here. Listen up, goofballs. Pink text. We are at war. <laughs> War with Blizzard. Every day they persecute us for our beliefs. What the fuck? <laughs> we have done nothing wrong. We were merely using our code to make certain colors of the screen get altered. There's no harm in that. Wow. <laughs> anyway, people were bitching about uh I paid for 150 bucks because I was level 240, I got bent. Okay, shut the Ew. fuck up. Stop cheating. It's that it's that simple. Oh, I want to clarify they're not really hackers. DDoS thing is uh Oh no, I'm saying the people yeah. that got banned for hacking. Oh, yeah, yeah, they were cheating. You guys are the ones. Yeah, I like bitching. this one. Can we make a petition or something? I deserve another chance if I spent extra to buy pre-order edition. Okay, here's how you know. <laughs> one, of the, one of the items on the pre-order uh, benefits was not a second chance for hacking. You know, that was not on the list. <laughs> you get a jail free card if you get caught cheating. That was not on the list, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> when are we going to get the change.org petition? That's what I'm waiting for. Because, yeah, that's, those are binding petitions, you know? They mean something. I figured this was a good one to end on. Yeah. All right. We can call it there. All right. Well, thanks for sticking around, guys. It looks like Matt is uh, vacated the room already. So Make sure you uh, stick around for the after show. We do have a, a small surprise for our... Surprise incoming. Our, our, we have an Oprah surprise. Wow. Oh, everyone's going to get a car. Oprah surprise. <laughs> ah! All right. All right. All right. Simmer down. Take it easy, guys. Sorry. Bye-bye. See ya. Later for YouTube.